Pokémon. I don't know. I think it's because I drank so much last night. My body's like, oh, you're like, fuck it. And I drank vodka last you're night. Like, Ooh. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I got drunk on vodka. Uh, I can. Our vodka monologue. No, it was uh, Tyler's September Halloween party. Oh <laughs> yes, that birthday. And then you got sad at the end. Yeah, I got sad. Classic vodka. It's okay. I got sad. We all get sad sometimes. Well, mm. let's just fucking do this. Yeah, let's just fucking do it. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the 20th episode of 20. Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your hosts. I'm Channa. And I'm Corey. And today we have Simone with us, who's currently in a box She's right behind box. Corey in the demon closet. Actually, fun fact, all of last episode, Simone was in that same box, but we, we had, we had no, idea. no idea. Absolutely no idea. Like, mm-hmm. at the end, we were cleaning up, and she was like, meow, when we, like, threw a blanket on her. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, she's like, fuck you, little bitches. But, yeah. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to our 20th episode. It's very exciting, 20 episodes. No, yeah, it's a good it's a good milestone. It's pretty crazy. For me, personally, I like the 25 milestone better yeah. because it's, like, you know, a quarter of the centennial. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this, the 25 is going to be really good, too, because that's when we're doing our Ted Bundy episode. Yeah, we're doing Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted Daddy. We're, we're doing with the times. Ted Daddy. I mean, Ted, Ted Bundy. Ted Daddy. That's <laughs> and, what we're calling it. Ted Daddy and episode. And since we're in Utah, we're actually going to go to some locations. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to his his house in Utah. We're going to go to his cave, which we've already been to yeah, before. Yeah, we've been to the cave already and took pictures there. we're going to go there. back and uh-huh. um, take better pictures <laughs> true and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were like hot and sweaty and like bent over in all of the pics like all of us were we just like ass up face down <laughs> we're like ass up face down <laughs> yeah and then there's also a middle school that he like kidnapped some, someone from where you can yes. like still see his ghost sometimes Ooh. Um, oh you can, oh yeah you can still see the car outside the, the car the, ghost the yellow beetle <laughs> yes the ghost of his car because that yeah. is science <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be doing that soon so stay don't, tuned but don't to, tell us what has a spirit and what doesn't because i'll tell you yellow volkswagen bugs definitely have spirits if any car has it, a spirit it's definitely volkswagen bug well today i have some announcements yeah to start let's, off with. i'm gonna drink this so the annoying clinking goes away okay so while you are drinking that i'm gonna start this announcement process so ladies and gentlemen they's and thems we just hit brrr, 2,000 followers on Instagram. We're actually almost at 2,200 now, but 2,000 is a prettier number. So we just hit 2,000 followers on Instagram this fucking week. And we now have over 3,000 downloads since we first released our podcast in October. Cute. So this is the time where we want to just take a moment to thank you guys for this. We are really feeling the love and the lust from all of you guys. Mm. And we just really appreciate um, our fans, people are constantly sending us funny stories. Give us more of that lust, though. Give us lots more lust. But we just want to say thank you because we can't even really believe here we are, 20 episodes in, 2,000 followers on Instagram. Yo, it's seriously like we'll be going through our like monotonous lives and then 
randomly I'll be like, oh my God, we got fan mail. Yeah. Or, oh my God, somebody talked to us on Instagram. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. it's been pretty surreal for us. So just thank you guys. We obviously couldn't be here without you guys. Um, so with that being said, please keep on sharing our podcast with friends, coworkers, people you want to bang, enemies, etc. And make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Maybe bang the fir- person first yeah. and then introduce them to us. Yeah. Oh, better, <laughs> better. Have it playing in the background Ooh, as yes, you're banging yes. someone. So you're like pumping in and out. Yeah. And then you hear like Corey go, Whatever daddy. You do. I'm like, daddy. And I'm like, spooky. Yes, hot. <laughs> Choke him. Choke. <laughs> we should just start doing like subliminal messages. We'll just do like an ASMR <laughs> episode where we're just like, choke. Yeah, I'm like, fuck. Lick. Lick. <laughs> Suck. Armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Belly fat. <laughs> Grab those love handles. <laughs> Continue. Titty fuck. Titty fuck, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to, here's a gay, gay confession. Okay. I wish I could titty fuck. Really? It's, you do love sounds boobs. sounds fun. You do love boobs. It sounds fun. Well, I guess we're ever drunk enough. <laughs> titty, titty fucking just sounds fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It is fun. Yeah. But also for the girl, sometimes you're like, ah, because the penis is like running towards oh, your face. You're like, get out of my face. Yeah, so you're like, did I put it in my mouth? <laughs> I'm like looking at porn of girls getting titty fucked. So I'm like, what do they do with their hands? I think also if I titty fucked, I would just laugh uncontrollably. Because <laughs> it's a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> but it feels good for the for the guy. Yeah. Does it feel good? I'm sure you're just like, you're just, this is fun. It's, tit- it's a penis rubbing on your titties. Yeah, that's fine. It's just like anything rubbing on your titties. And it's more hot because they're obviously enjoying it. Because they're hot. Yeah, they're they're getting off on it, which is hot. Yeah. And And if you're not turned on by your partner being turned on. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. you. That should be like where all of your turn on this, like 90% of where your turn on this comes from. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or you're a fucking sociopath. Yeah, you serial killer bitch. (laughs) Uh, Now, moving on (laughs) with these announcements. So we have a little fun thing for y'all. So yeah. if you leave a review on iTunes and you send us a screenshot through Instagram, we are going to add you to our $50 Amazon gift card raffle. So you have until April 30th to leave a review and send us a screenshot. And the winner will be announced on Instagram on May 1st and also in our episode that will be released on May 6th. Hell yeah. So and, again, and send those screenshots only through Instagram. Yeah. Um, f- Facebook message can work as well. Okay. But uh, I prefer Instagram but whatever. Yeah, but no, yeah, like we're not going to go look everywhere. So like Facebook message is the only secondary choice. Yeah. So definitely. And like if you send it to us through email, like I'll tell you like, hey, can you send this to me through Instagram? Because I will lose I'm it. I'm just going to send you an asshole pic back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be like a middle <laughs> finger next to it. So leave a review on iTunes, send us a screenshot, and we're going to add you to that raffle. And you could win a $50 Amazon gift card. Hell yeah. Which you could literally buy anything with. Yeah. Dildos, Cheetos, anything. Voodoo chips. Voodoo. Voodoo chips. Voodoo chips, y'all. Yeah, we'll also send you some fucking voodoo chips. We have literally <laughs> bought voodoo chips on Amazon. Twice. If you don't know what they are, go Fuck fucking you. buy them Yeah, because it's the best chip you'll ever put into mm-hmm. your mouth, period. Um, so you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at anyways, how's your sex life? And our Twitter and Facebook handle is AHYSL podcast. And our website is AHYSLpodcast.com. Hell yeah. Very easy to find us. The biggest announcement that I have today, drum roll please, everybody, because this is huge. Uh, we 
can't because it'll reverb on the microphones. So it is Corey's. <laughs> Wait, what? It's Corey's birthday. Oh on my Friday god, it's my birthday <laughs> on March twenty second, everybody. Um, yeah, it'll come out. So it'll be like five days from when you hear this. Yes. So it's Corey's birthday, March twenty second. So you better fucking send him some yes. nudes. Leave a review. Share a podcast for his birthday. Send him a happy birthday message. Because it's going to be a really fun one. I want dick pics. I want asshole pics. I want anatomical correct vagina pics. Yes. <laughs> and for his birthday, we might actually do a um, Instagram live of us watching scary movies and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I will post about that on Instagram on Thursday what the game plan is. So you guys can join us for Corey's birthday party. Yeah, it'll probably be Friday night and our plan is to watch Hereditary again. Yes. We've all... Pretty much everybody who will be at that live showing has seen it. Yeah. And so yeah. we'll tell you, like, the time we're going to start it so you can start it with us. So you can watch Ooh, the movie yes. with us and be part of Corey's birthday party. Uh, and there's almost guaranteed to be drinking part of it. Oh, yeah. So um, definitely get some friends together wait, and join yeah, we us. we can drink. I can't do weed. Being high we don't and do watching that. that show would <laughs> probably damage my psyche. Yeah. So definitely It'd just drink about me. it. I'm going to drink white wine, personally. Yeah, That's I, my drink. Yeah, I'll probably have like some champagne. Yeah. So everyone make sure to tune in for Corey's birthday party and wish him a happy birthday. Send him yes, nudes. That's Friday, March 22nd. Yes. Um, also, I have so much talking to do at the beginning of this. Do it. Okay. My last thing. Um, I have a bunch of shout outs today. Because last it. week I didn't have any shout outs. Well, I didn't do any shout outs. But this week we have a bunch. So the first so one is on from Instagram. The name is Robe Arc. Um, she sent us because she listened to episode nineteen when we talked about trafficking and whatnot. Yes, <gasps> yes. This um, y'all. This is a really good one. Listen up. This is really cute. Yeah. I love this. Oh, like, not cute. This is like good. Yeah, this is really cool. So she listened to our whole thing about trafficking, and um, she got really inspired to let us know there's actually a website called trafficcam.com. And um, pretty much whenever you go stay at a hotel or an Airbnb, you, like, upload pictures of your room to trafficcam.com. So it goes into this huge database. Isn't there also an app you can download? Yeah, I believe there's an app as well. Okay. So that way um, people, when they are seeing women into sex trafficking and stuff, they'll have a whole list. They'll, like, look at the hotel room she's in, and they can compare it to other pictures. They can try to figure out where she's at to go rescue her. Do you know if it's a team of people or it is a, like, artificial intelligence? I did not look into that. program? Okay, I'm cool. not sure. I'm just, I'm just but, yeah, it's trafficcam.com. Okay. She's really inspired about the trafficking. Also, side note about that. Um, today, my spooky scoop does not involve trafficking because it's a spooky scoop that's directly related to my segment. Okay, cool. So next week, I will continue the trafficking scoopy, spooky scoops. Nice. I just wanted to do Scooby something. Snack. Scooby Snacks. Um, next shout out is to Cecilia from Facebook. Cute. She is our spirit sister. It's really actually bizarre how much we have in common with her. Like she has the same birthday as you, like favorite what? movies. Like it's like crazy. If you read the Facebook comment, you're just like, oh my I God. I need to read this. Like she is exactly like us combined. Sorry, y'all. When I get on social network, I'm like, me, 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 bye. Yeah. <laughs> so Cecilia from Facebook, she's our spirit sister. You can she comments on like all of her stuff. She leaves us memes oh, and that. Oh, cute. Okay. So um, if you follow us on Facebook, you can talk to Cecilia. March twenty second, we're Aries, amazing. y'all. Yeah. So so happy birthday, Cecilia. Oh my god. Woo! Yeah. Happy birthday, Cecilia. Next Instagram shout out is to fart underscore magnet <laughs> underscore eighty two. Yes. I was really excited to type that out today. Way to use username yeah so he obviously <laughs> wins need i say more but he commented on my double fisting picture of me double fisting ice cream yes. saying how he double oh, that, fists that was tamales. actually a really funny pick yeah really <laughs> thank you uh he says that he double fists tamales like i double fist ice cream oh my god and then he had a, tamales, a cold y'all. hot pocket in his uh or a, yeah hot pocket in his pocket because he saved himself a little snack so when he got stoned he yes. had like a surprise treat that's a good 
it's a good game plan. So I love him. Um, next one Y'all, is tamales are good. Yeah. Go eat them. Go eat a tamale. Go God, put a tamale in your whore mouth. Next you, one. I'm sure there's vegan <sighs> tamales. You can easily. I've looked it up. I just because it's made corn, them. and you can easily get a paste that will put the corn together to make the tamale shell. Yeah. And then you could just put like a, a vegetable inside, or like a tofu inside. Yeah. You could easily make a vegan. Totally. But I just also shredded beef tamales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to something gross? Also kill tamales. Uh, <laughs> or uh, dead. What do y'all call it? Murder tamales. Murder tamales. <laughs> and or rape tamales, depending if it's, and rape if it's tamales cheese if we put or cheese in. <laughs> want to something really gross about my grandpa? What? He puts ketchup on tamales because he's like a white guy. Do not put ketchup on tamales, please. <laughs> My grandpa's just like an old white guy. This he is puts coming from on another white guy. Please do not put ketchup on your tamales. <laughs> if you're if you're above sixty. You can put ketchup on your tamales. You're forgiven. I'll allow that. <laughs> so, like, someone's like, shit, my 60th birthday, they, like, squirt yeah. ketchup. <laughs> They're like, I've been waiting for this moment. But, no, 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 no. If you're above 60 starting yesterday, <laughs> there we you go. can put ketchup on your tamales. A <laughs> um, couple more shout-outs. On one Instagram is DudeFuss. Um, one Instagram, she also follows us on Twitter, is uh, Meow. It's Sophie. Um, yeah. um, she follows us on Twitter and Insta, like I said. She's fucking awesome, and she's always trying vegan food. So obviously, I had to give her a shout out because cool, yeah. I'm vegan. Obviously, because I'm annoying about it. No, y'all, y'all, I'm not vegan, but I like vegan food is good. Hell yeah! And unless you try to do that, like, if you're like, oh, let's eat vegan hot dogs, you're not. Most of the time, you're not gonna like it's it. It's not gonna right? be a good time. But Just the way eat I, vegan. but the way we eat vegan food is yeah, the fun way. It's good. Um, next one, I've already given her a shout out before, but I want to give her a shout out again because she left us a review on iTunes this week. It's Beth Donahue. Yay. Or yay, Beth yay, Donahue. Yay. We always mess up your name. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. But just know we love you. Yeah. You're fucking awesome. So thank you for the review. Um, I have two more shout outs. The next one. Um, you continue. Yeah. Is sorry. Carrie Rousse. She is our new Twitter best friend. And the last one is the best person in the whole world and we've talked about her on instagram vicky rogers six vicky motherfucking rogers (laughs) she sent us a box of goodies we now have a pussy pillow pussy slash butthole pins Mm -hmm. she created she like hand created a figurine of toulouse it literally like she wrote us this beautiful kind note she She drew us pictures like i i cried when i was just trying to send like positivity out to Chana in this hard time. It's just so cool. So we love it. And we'll probably yeah. actually, and she has an Etsy account. It's designs by Vicky store Aww. and Vicky is V I C K I E. That's where she sells her pussy pins and butthole pins and all that good stuff. They're cute. But y'all. Go support her. Cause it's a local artist and she completely made our week. This yeah. She's been so sweet and yeah. so kind throughout the entire like, Toulouse passing. Thank, thanks Vicky. That like really made Chana really happy in this dark time. I cried when like, I got your package. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> And yeah, she is the first person in the whole world to ever send us fan mail. Yeah, so fuck yeah. Everyone step up. <laughs> step up, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Someone's like unfollow, block. <laughs> like, I'm bye. Like, Beth Donahue changes her review. She's like, fuck these guys. <laughs> no, we love all of you guys, but very special shout outs. No, to we're just Rogers. joking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so those are all my million shout outs today. All of my announcements. I had a lot to say. Now well, it's yeah. done. Thank God. Whew. We love you guys. <laughs> Done. Okay, so let's just jump into my fact fact really quick. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. Okay, so mine today is about the Cafe Lafitte. Okay. Is it a foot fetish place? No. Damn it. <laughs> Lafitte. I'm over oh, this. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just some like French thing, you know, because it's in New Orleans, so mm. we're good. Cafe Lafitte basically considers itself the first gay bar in America. Okay. <laughs> so there are a few different gay bars in America that consider themselves the first gay bar in America. Okay. And the problem with that, like the 
reason of that is because of prohibition. Oh, okay. It sort of confuses of the timeline of everything. So, Café Lafitte in Exile is is the bar name, okay. and it's in New Orleans in the French quarters, and it has operated continuously since 1933. Still open right now? <laughs> it's still open right now. Ooh, you can go cool. for fucking, like, fucking, what is it called? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. <laughs> One day, Cornell will be at Mardi Gras. Let me quickly go into three others that claim to be the oldest gay bar in the United States. Yes, give us this quickie. And again, this is all fucked up because of the prohibition, okay? So the first one is the Atlantic House in Provincetown, Massachusetts. It was constructed in 1798 and was- 1798? 17 motherfucking 98. Damn. Yeah, it was a tavern and a stagecoach stop before becoming an unofficial gay bar after multiple artists and actors- would like visit there that were gay hmm. the most notable of this is tennessee williams who is like a famous playwright i think or something like that hmm. i actually noted that i will do him in the next one or two faggot facts oh cool because i i've heard his name so much but i don't know anything about him cool uh the second is the black cat bar founded Ooh. in 1906 and like operated you. again after prohibition was ended in 1933 and it was located in San Francisco's North Beach neighborhood. Duh. So let's go into a little bit of like total queer history. The the Black Cat Bar was the focus of one of the earliest victories of ho- of the homophile movement. Homophile, as we said in an earlier faggot fact, is just an old way of saying homosexual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, in 1951, the California Supreme Court affirmed the right of homosexuals to assemble. Whoa. In a case by the uh, in a case brought to the Supreme Court by the heterosexual owner of the bar. Wow. Yeah. So that that's just like some big important history. So in 1951, that's when that happened, and it's the Black Cat Bar. So that's still also open? that's the second of three. I actually don't think this is still operational. Uh, I, I guess know. like there's probably so many better gay clubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they like they didn't catch on whatever you do yeah they didn't get <laughs> queer as I <laughs> yeah. queer as folk um so the the third the third of the three that also claimed this same title is the white horse inn in oakland california that opened in 1933 but as the other bar that i just mentioned and the cafe lafitte in exile lafitte in exile it was operating before, like during Prohibition. Nice. And then, but officially is said to be operating as of 1933 when Prohibition ended. Oh, okay. So that's just the whole problem. So there's like, you know, there's about it four was bars that claim this title yeah. in America. Yeah. There's probably like one or other two that I didn't catch, but like it wasn't on fucking Wiki, so fuck you. Yeah. Put on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you claim this title, put your fucking self on fucking Wikipedia. Because okay? <laughs> we're millennials. Where do you think we get our yeah. information from? There is no other truth but Wicca. <laughs> Wicca. <laughs> Wicca. It's true that is science which is that we're like yeah me too girl yes so let's go into the history of this bar sorry y'all this is a rabbit hole i haven't even gotten into the, we're like alice running to the rabbit hole right now nice. i'm about to enter the rabbit hole that's though. not the only thing that's about to enter my rabbit mm-hmm. hole enter our rabbit holes <laughs> so the original cafe lafitte in exile was named after the famous french pirate jean lafitte um jean valjean jean, jean, oh my god don't even what is it two four start. six what's what's his number the slave number and what lame is i have no idea uh, oh my god it's no like idea. a song it's just a beautiful movie well more just a beautiful story i actually like the original movie more i haven't it, seen the original movie but oh. i've seen the play but oh. but i will correct the 90s I've movie seen, like, with the liam neeson in it i don't have liam neeson is jean valjean you need to watch that it's so fucking good basically <laughs> it was named after the french pirate pirate john lafitte and it opened, it, like, it first started in a building known today as Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. 
and it was that was built in the 1770s. The building was operated by his brother, who was a blacksmith, and while while Lafitte himself uh, hid and smuggled goods, aka booty, penis. <laughs> um, and then also it operated as a bar when Lafitte and his men were in town. So here's the rabbit hole, y'all. Welcome. So here's a fun motherfucking fact. So if you do not believe me when I say that Jean Lafitte is a famous pirate, listen up. Because Jean Lafitte is not only featured in two different places of Disneyland. What? But he is also the connection between Pirates of the Caribbean ride and the Haunted Mansion ride. <gasps> yeah, oh! this is a motherfucking rabbit hole. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. There's like YouTube videos about this. I'm going to okay. cancel the rest of this podcast. So we can just talk no, about No, seriously. <laughs> I was like, should I just make this my fucking story? <laughs> okay, so when you enter the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, it's very soon. I don't know exactly when, but if you look up, there is a sign that reads Lafitte's Landing. Question. Yes. This is a very important question for yes. Disney nerds out there. Is this before they updated the whole ride or currently? This is before. This is like the OG. Okay. Like literally there are Imagineers. That's what they're called, yeah. right? Disney Imagineers that today, and then I will cite the YouTube video where you can go l- listen to all of this plus like twice as much information I'm going to uh-huh. give you. Where Disney Imagineers are like, no, when we made the New Orleans place and the Adventureland, yeah. we planned to connect these two. And then spoilers, three rides together whoa yeah okay i'm i'm not gonna interrupt anymore no you're good because no, i'm good. so excited so, i love disneyland but so, i'm a white girl so of course i do yeah so like second so again when you when you enter in parts of the caribbean ride there is still a sign today that reads lafitte's landing okay second along the riverfront of the river of america in front of the haunted mansion yeah there is a brick uh, there's a brick archway that like is you can only see like basically the top third of the brick archway on top of it it reads 1764 the bricked-up archway was originally supposed to lead to an ancient pirate's tomb of none other than Jean Lafitte. Cool! Yeah. So, not only was this supposed to link the two rides together, it was also supposed to link the third ride, Tom Sawyer, not a ride. Oh, it's the Tom, Tom Sawyer Tom Sawyer's one. Island. Ah. So, what you were able to originally do is enter through this place that they just, like, made, they just bricked it up, basically. Yeah. You're supposed to enter through that place, which would take you through a tunnel that would lead to an ancient pirate's tomb, Jean Lafitte's pirate's tomb and pirate's like horde yeah that would also through a catacomb-esque tunnel Spooky. lead to something called the pirate's lair on tom sawyer's island cool that you could that you could also access this through haunted mansion <gasps> so that was the original plan so question did they yeah. actually go through and like build it or and no it's just, i it's do just not think they did covered up now yeah i don't know for a fact but no i don't think they do yeah okay. i don't think you could walt disney was like nah yeah, he's like, no, nah, that's a lot. Yeah, he's like, this is very elaborate. Like, they just fucking want yeah. s- uh, Thunder Mountain. <laughs> or yeah, not like, give Splash us some Mountain. Thunder Mountain. Give us some racist shit. Yeah, give us Splash Mountain. It's a little racist. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> that's his fucking spooky scoop. Is the racism <laughs> right. of Disney. Um. So also, on top of that, if you still don't believe me, there is an anchor in Disneyland that has been there since opening day called Lafitte's Anchor. And there's literally a like a caption of it. And it references his real-life involvement, so the real Jean Lafitte, his real-life involvement in the final battle of the War of 18 motherfucking 12. Wow. Where he and his fellow pirates helped Andrew Jackson defend <gasps> New Orleans from the British in order to be pardoned from being smugglers and pirates. So they're like, they were, like, going to be put, they were, like, they, like, basically, I don't know how they got more attention because, like, it was a focus of the British, so a lot of officials came to the town, I think, 
And him and his men were like, basically like, y'all are fucking pirates and smugglers. We're going to throw you in jail. But if you help us, we'll pardon you. So they were like, like, okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. This is Disneyland, Um, not Disney World. This is Disneyland. Okay. Fun fact about Disneyland. Yeah. I am very proud of this fact. Every year I show off about this. But my birthday is the birthday of Disneyland. No, are you kidding me? opened up Disneyland okay, on July that. 17th, and that's my fucking birthday. That's fucking cool. Right? You should, like, be able to go in for free that day. I One time when I was a kid, we went to Disneyland for my birthday, and they knew it. So all the princesses came, and they no. came around me, and they're like, happy birthday, Chan. That's me, Cinderella. And I went to um, Cinderella's, like, tea time party for free. No. Yeah, because it was my birthday. Also, like, my mom, I'm sure, paid the money. But for me, oh as a kid, God. I thought it was for free. So, like, I went to have this whole tea time thing with all the princesses on my birthday. Oh, that's so cute. It was really Chan, cool. I didn't know that. That's so cute. It was awesome. I had a wonderful childhood. Was it 1952? <laughs> I think it was, like, 1952, I think. Yeah. All I know is it's July 17th. So, I'm like, I, oh, so I love cute. Disneyland. Yeah, I Disneyland. love Disneyland. I mean, I'm spoiled. I've been to Disney World. I think and Disney I World's better than Disneyland, but... Disneyland's way easier for us to access. True. It's, and then if you have the nostalgia, of course it's better. I still desperately, all my life goals is to go to Disneyland with you, Corey. Yeah. Because we'd have we so much been? fun. We haven't been together. We haven't been, yeah. Which is bizarre. I would go, yeah. yeah. It's super cute. I love the, key, the teacup ride is my favorite ride because you just laugh and then you keep laughing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so fun. Once you laugh on the teacup ride, you cannot stop laughing until it's over. My favorite <laughs> is Space Mountain <laughs> the best ride oh i, I hate that ride because i'm too tall it scares the shit out oh of me. yeah i'm too no, little so. I, I i i actually the last time i went to disney world i was like i'm not going on that ride because i don't have fun because i'm too scared that i will hit my head that's crazy Because every time when i go on i, I have to hunch down that's so I'm scary too scared that i will that's hit my so head. scary because it's like right above it me. is like the tracks the are right t- there like if i rose my hand and during that ride my hand my arm would be cut off oh shit i'm never gonna think no, that ride the same way uh-uh. and of course i love the haunted mansion oh fuck yeah so if you want more information on this disneyland attraction uh like marvel universe thing um you can go to youtube and you type in jean lafitte and then you choose the second video that's talking about disneyland rides um how the disneyland rides connect it's pretty cool it's like a nine minute video i talked about like a third of the information that's in there so it's really cool yeah there's a lot of spooky scoops i could do about disneyland yeah a lot of crazy shit there's a lot of crazy shit yeah there's there's scary shit and i have some personal stuff that's happened well like one personal thing like ghost stuff no not like ghost stuff but like spooky scoops would be like true crime or like true, oh, true creepy crime events. things well like oh, do people you... like putting their ashes around and, and the haunted stuff. mansion and stuff i'll just say mm. this now um you know when the guy got killed on thunder mountain because he was like uh they went through like the tunnel did but he, he get like legitimately de- decapitated no he didn't get decapitated but he was too like heavy for the ride oh, they didn't no. like s- gauge that right and it was the early 2000s so like yeah. rides weren't i don't know but uh he like the track or the cart like flipped off the track oh, shit. and he like got killed and stuff. Ooh. Crazy part about that is my mom and I were at Disneyland the night before what? and we went on Thunder Mountain like 10 times. It's my mom's all time favorite ride. She loves it. That's and cute. like the next day we woke up and they're like Disneyland death on Thunder Mountain. And we were like, like what? I'm glad we were not there. That day. <laughs> there are a bunch of spooky shit. There's a bunch of spooky stuff yeah, there's, yeah, that happens a, at Disneyland. Yeah, it's a theme, uh, theme park. Yeah. It's just going to happen. So, anyways, like back to the whole like Jean Lafitte actual like the oldest gay bar or whatever. We'll go act back on track. <laughs> so, um, in the early days, the bar was managed by Mary Collins, who was a lesbian and drew in a mixed crowd of you know gay men, lesbians, and also heterosexuals. Um, go figure, heterosexuals <laughs> they exist. <laughs> Hi, Simone. So, in the 1950s, um, during the there was like some rising tension between the 
between the club managers and the landlord just because i think of like the people that would come around and that became it sort of had a reputation for being gay or whatever oh yeah so eventually the the manager tom kaplinger he moved the club to um the building where it is now located in the french quarters at the when they did this like reopening of the bar it happened in 1953 and patrons arrived costume as their favorite Ex- famous exiles oh. so people were dressing up like oscar wilde or dante who the one who wrote da- like dante's inferno because oh, he was yeah. an exile from his hometown for like uh it like italian political reasons mm. um and then also napoleon oh so yeah just like famous uh exiles from history that's so fun yeah, that was fun um so also really quick almost done uh, we're gonna get into some like quick little ghosts that are involved with this place. It wasn't cool. enough to do a story about, gay but ghosts. they're just like really, and they're gay ghosts. No, Homo they're ghosts. literally gay ghosts. I'm excited. So this is why I was like, I can't not talk about this really quick. During Here, its first yes. years in New Orleans, uh, Tennessee Williams used a f- used to frequent Lafitte, and his ghost is said to turn up quite often, sitting at the end of the bar, sipping on cocktails. There's also a ghost man that the regulars call Mr. Bubby, <gasps> and he's said to be a frisky ghost, Ew. and he's known to pinch butts. Oh! cute <laughs> that'd be me that if is I was so a you as a ghost uh-huh. you're like chicken nuggets pinch a butt <laughs> chicken nuggets pinch a butt <laughs> so um there's also many say that there's the actual ghost of truman capote whoa um, who haunts this small stairway or stairwell that leads to the second floor and and people have actually captured him on video and film i didn't really see any evidence of that but like people say so whatever also people have said that he will strike up conversation with people if you're alone that's and you're cool. in the stairwell i would pay so much money to have a yeah, conversation so with fucking Capote. cool i'd be um, like let's talk about breakfast at tiffany's now right, yeah i'm like tell me about true blood yeah <laughs> So, uh, or in cold blood, sorry, not true blood. So, um, also on this stairwell, there's a lot of orbs and strained mist and uh, glows that appear in photos that have been taken. Classic horrors. Just classic ghosts. Also, on the upstairs balcony, because the gray cow, the gay crowd dominates (laughs) this part of Bourbon Street, especially during uh, what's it called? Mardi Gras. Thank you, Mardi Gras. Um, people tend to be a little bit more adventurous in their pursuits of beads, if you get what I mean. Oh, anal beads. Um, In this part, (laughs) anal beads. (laughs) So um, many locals, ghost hunters, and also tourists during these festivities have reported seeing many ghosts dressed in old-time clothing just on the balcony, and they're either waving at passerbys that are, like, parading down the streets, oh, fun. or they're just spectating the fun sex stuff that's going on. They're, like, they're wanking like, it. That'd be me, stuff. too. I'd be like, <laughs> Chicken just, like, nuggets, wanking it. <laughs> walking, yeah, just, like, in the corner, just, like, jacking off furiously. Everyone's like, is that like- <laughs> furiously you know i'm trying to be furious so i can at least feel a little bit because i'm a ghost because you're a ghost yeah Yeah. (laughs) just trying to get some friction that's like a next uh spooky scoop can ghosts feel ghosts orgasms yeah can ghosts orgasms (laughs) (laughs) maybe i don't know you know what sure (laughs) yeah let's say sure because we'll we'll all be ghosts we'll all be ghosts one day So yeah, that's my my fact fact. I like it. Yeah, Disneyland. It's like has everything you've no, ever, really. ever wanted like to talk about. First gay bars, pirates, Disneyland, Disneyland Mardi uh, Gras, Mardi Gras, ghost orgasms, ghost orgasms. Like what? What else more do we need? Want? I don't even know. Should we continue this podcast? <laughs> right. I think that was a good note to end on. Yeah. So that was just like a fucking rabbit hole, y'all. Oh, bye, Simone. <laughs> She and came. that's like half the information I got. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to desperately go to Disneyland now. Yep. Desperately. Well, let's get into my spooky scoop. Let's so like I said, this week's spooky scoop is directly related to my segment today. So that's why I did it. Yes. Um, next week, I will continue my human trafficking 
spooky scoops. But today I was like, it's important that we get into some definitions so I don't have to take the time. That makes sense. That's a good good plan. So I'm going to talk about some fictitious disorder. So mine's not as fun as Corey's. (laughs) Corey's is like Disneyland and ghost orgasms. (laughs) And I'm like, let's get into some mental disorders. Everyone tie your hair up in a bun, put on some glasses. Yeah. Like become a sexy porno librarian. Mm -hmm. We're about to do this. So what is a fictitious disorder? No idea. Let's go. Okay, so fictitious comes from the Latin word meaning artificial, and as the name suggests, people with fictitious disorders will present artificial symptoms of real medical conditions. Okay. So they'll fake, like, Ooh, yes. they'll fake medical shit. Um, they will often go to incredible lengths to imitate symptoms of a real medical condition. For example, they'll fake test results. They'll inject bacteria or chemicals into their body to replicate specific symptoms. Um, and same Fuck. with taking drugs, things like that. Like, they'll go to extreme lengths to replicate symptoms of, you name it, it could be anything from cancer to, I don't even know, any disease, really. Anything. HIV, malaria. cancer, <laughs> malaria, whatever, lupus, they do it. Um, so, yeah, they'll just go into extreme lengths in order to do that. Now, the difference between hypochondria and a fictitious disorder is people with hypochondria, they know uh, or they b- truly believe that they are sick. They're okay. like, okay, I do 100% have cancer. This is real. Whereas like they people, can't objectively observe the fact that they have this illness. Yeah, like yeah. they just know it. They're like, oh, yeah, I have it. Even though they might not, not necessarily have it, they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, side note about that, hypochondria runs in my family, specifically women. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And my like great-great-grandma, her entire life, she was like, I have cancer. Like, Aww. I fucking have cancer. And everyone's like, no, you don't. And then when she was like 70, she got cancer and she was like, I told you guys, I always had cancer. She's like, and like motherfucking was, bitches. Right. That was like her final words before Aww. she died. And she's like, I fucking told you. And then she died. And I was like, whoa, she is my great great grandma. Um, so that's hypochondria. They truly believe they're sick. Like it's not like I think I'm sick. It's like, no, I have anything like, from strep throat. I'm, so I'm sick. sick. Whereas people with fictitious disorders, they know they are not sick. They Aww. understand that they're replicating they symptoms replicate to pretend yeah. they're sick. So there are different types of fictitious disorders, and this is why I did the spooky scoop today. There is Munchausen syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, now, people with Munchausen syndrome will repeatedly fake symptoms of medical problems on themselves. So the symptoms will be exaggerated, and they may go to other great lengths to convince others that their symptoms are real. Munchausen syndrome patients have been known to undergo unnecessary medical procedures, including surgeries. Um, they may also go to different medical facilities to not be detective. Now, again, Munchausen syndrome is when they're doing it to themselves. Yes. Now, Munchausen by proxy. By proxy. So this is when. I like how that sounds. I don't know why. Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy. It sounds fucking cool. It just sounds cool. Right? So the person. It's not cool, though. It's not cool. It's not chill. So the person suffering from Munchausen by proxy, um, they suffer from the fictitious disorder and they will force someone else in the patient role. So most commonly, it's parents slash, kill, slash caregivers forcing children to go through so medical procedures. it's basically procedures. abuse. Yeah, exactly. Like, they'll make up symptoms that the child had, um, encourage the child to lie, falsify medical records, um, and alter tests um, or the appearance of a sick child. Mm. So they're doing it to someone else. And the last one is called, I believe you pronounce it like this? I don't know. I think it's called Ganser Syndrome. <laughs> Um, so the, this fictitious disorder is very, very rare and most likely occurs amongst prisoners. 
because this is when they display fake psychological symptoms such as psychosis so instead of like a mental thing like oh i'm shaving my hair to pretend i'm going through chemo Uh it's like they're pretending to be schizophrenic and shit so it's more of a mental like they're they're faking mental disorders okay, yeah. opposed to physical. So that is my spooky scoop today because those definitions, specifically Munchausen by proxy, is very important to know. Next week, I'll continue ready. my trafficking one. I just wanted to give you some definitions before we got to my segment. Nice. Okay. The end. Finn. Cool. Okay, so mine today is about Robert the Doll. Um, and it is – we're just going to jump straight into the legend before I give you an introduction because yes, it's more Daddy. fun that way. It's like really – it's like crazy more fun that way. Four players. Yeah, so – this is uh, the legend of Robert the Doll. First of all, this is set in the Key West, in Key West of Florida. Okay. Okay. So the doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany and was purchased by the grandfather of Robert Eugene Otto, who bought it for him uh, as a birthday gift in okay. 1904. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he went to Germany and then saw this doll and was like, I motherfucking want to buy this doll. For it's my haunted. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking haunted. <laughs> it's haunted. So the doll today is portrayed as wearing a sailor suit, but that was not originally on the doll. It is believed that the sailor suit that you will like a trip, like the photos that are connected to Robert the doll today. Mm-hmm. It, this this sailor suit was scared. from no, it's, it's this is a creepy ass. This is a creepy ass <laughs> topic. This sailor suit is said to have been worn by the boy that the doll was bought for. So his name is, Fuck. we're just going to call him Gene because that's what he went by is Gene. Cause his middle name is Eugene. Okay? Eugene, 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 Eugene. Eugene just reminds me of Tangled. <gasps> oh, <sighs> the best Disney movie. Y'all, fuck. Fuck Frozen. Frozen's fuck Frozen. great. No. Frozen's great. Fuck Frozen. It's great, but I hate fuck Frozen. Frozen because Tangled's way better. Tangled is so much better than Frozen, and and yeah. Moana is so much better than Frozen. Uh, I actually like I like Frozen more better than I Moana. I hate Frozen. Oh, I I like Frozen, but fucking Tangled is the best. Tangled's the Disney. best modern day movie. Yeah, thank you. Modern I day to say Disney the same movie. exact thing. Aww. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've been best friends for five and a it's half like. years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the doll is described as a little boy in a sailor suit, uh, his worn down face appearing barely humid, with his Ew. nubby nose looking like a pair of pinholes with beady black eyes and a malevolent smirk. I'm going to stop you right there. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. All of the doll's body is covered in brown nicks like scars. So no. he literally looks like um, there's just like scratches all over his the body that like creates him. And it just Ew. looks like these scars all over his like, skin, quote unquote skin. To top it all off, clasped in his lap, he's holding a dog with a very garish, like very garish popping eyes. And he has like a, a tongue that's just coming out of his mouth. So the dog looks really like a messed up Muppet that's just like bleh. Ew! It, it, it's a little it's sort of cute but no. to put together with the doll it's crazy creepy just very creepy. So at the beginning everything seemed uh, fine except that sometimes like Robert the doll would be found in places that he wasn't left Hell or no. behind even locked doors. This is like, like Annabelle shit. Yeah yeah just like classic just like uh, dolls in movies just like just you know being in a different place or being in a different position or like even sometimes they'd find him in, in locked rooms because it was just like a semi-big mansion Ew. that they lived in because you know classic like you know what story doesn't involve mansions staff of the house also reported giggling and footsteps Ew. coming from Jean's room when Ew. the family was away so just like to reiterate for like maybe the second time when i talk about robert robert is the name of the doll it is also the first name of the boy 
and the boy called the doll Robert. Did he did he choose to name the boy? Or yes. Was, okay. Yeah. So he named it. Yeah, he named the doll after himself. So that's why we called the doll Robert the doll. Robert might Robert... be a sociopath. Okay, so now we're back. That so I will do a hard cut there because I literally said Robert the doll, and then our audio did something that it's never done before. Ever. And started like... And Simone just started going crazy. And Simone started going cuckoo. So now I'm scared because, again, my back is in the fucking closet. Guys, like, the thing about Robert the doll is when you start talking about him, things start getting really weird. Yeah, or if you don't, like, follow, like, people... We'll get to this later, but people... What the fuck is that? That's just Jordan fucking with us. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. So what do we have to do? We have to so say no, hello. No, no, we don't hello, have to do Hello, Robert anything. the doll. No, no, no. It's more taking, when you visit him and take pictures of him, you have to do something correctly. So we're just here sharing the story of Robert the doll. We're not doing anything wrong with the mythos that I read. So we're good. But literally, it does scare me because I do not like this shit when you have to, I have to, tears like, in my eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm we're so- fine. We're, we are fine. In the mythos, we're fine talking about Robert the doll. But the thing is, is if we went and took a picture without asking, that's the problem. Okay. Is he in the Ve- the museum in Vegas? No, 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 no. He's not in the Zach Baggins one. That's like a girl doll. And it's this the same the- thing, though. You have to ask permission to do anything. Yeah. This is the Florida Key West. You know what? Demons get creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right? So They're like, sure. Yeah, they're like, my laptop starts, starts levitating. <laughs> we're like, cool. So Thanks, Jenna. We're, we're sufficiently spooked. So now we're possessed. It's fine. Yeah. So um, we're, uh, well, I'll have to say that again. I couldn't even tell it, you where you're it at. It all just like, you know, I got it. So staff of the house also reported giggling and footsteps oh, yes. coming from Jean's room when the family was away. So just to reiterate for actually the third time, because here we go. <laughs> I have to Take edit three. the second time. <laughs> Um, so Jean is, is Robert initially the child, the child's name is Robert Eugene and then Otto. And so he went by Jean because his middle name is Eugene, but then he named the doll after himself, Robert. So that's why we called the doll, Robert, the doll, but then Robert Eugene, it's just probably outside or I hear like scratching. No. Yeah. It's Simone or a demon. So we're just going to say it's Simone. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh god this is another black eyed kids fuck <laughs> so um so one night Jean woke up to find robert so gene the boy woke oh up to find god. robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed looking straight <gasps> at him seconds later the auto so the parents wake up to gene screaming through the house <gasps> only to find his uh, the door to his room to be locked and loud banging coming from inside no when the parents finally got to the door they opened it and saw a frightened gene curled up in his bed surrounded by overturned furniture gene insistently blamed robert the doll for messing up the bedroom but robert was just sitting at the end of the bed glaring at him and so the parents didn't believe him. They thought it was still Gene. No. Yeah. Right. No. So after this no. event, the autos and their servants would often hear Gene in his bedroom, sorry, having conversations with himself in two entirely different voices. <gasps> they even report watching the child talk to the doll with a totally different voice replying to him. Oh, my God. Like, fuck that. I would oh my kill God. myself, the kid, the doll. You like, know what this reminds me dead. of? I know we mention this all the time, uh-huh. but in The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. when they make the girl put water in her mouth. <gasps> and to- Stop. No, you can't. My, 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 back's, in, my back's in the closet. <laughs> but it reminds me of that. Shut you know up. the scene. <laughs> my back's in the closet. It rem- <laughs> you can't do this. Story. My back is facing a fucking my window. My back's in the fucking motherfucking closet. I would, you want to have your back in the closet? I would rather a closet than a window. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No. Because you're, well, you're more true crime oriented and I'm more 
like supernatural, supernatural so it totally makes sense but yes so in so the conjuring 2 our weakness so this <laughs> this is for you guys <laughs> but yeah so this reminds me of the conjuring 2 like when she would respond back in the different voices yeah and the, with the water in her mouth yeah. fuck that so the doll also became more active as the servants would see him running up the stairs or around the corner just barely out of their line of sight ah. so they would literally like turn a corner and then see down the hallway the doll running around the corner no barely just for a split second or they would like no. come to the stairs and see like his little legs running up the stairs no for no re- fucking reason Hell no. other than to be scary as fuck also mutilated toys broken furniture and other like mysterious little happenings would appear in the home only to have gene blame it on robert the doll now the parents didn't really believe gene but they also could hear robert giggling around the house and passerbys even claimed to see the small doll moving from window to window so they would literally like walk by the house and as they're walking by they would see this doll peering out the window and then like still while they're walking by seconds later they would see him peer out of a different window fuck and they're like what the fuck's going on in your fucking house yeah same <laughs> i'd be like get the fuck out so lesson from this don't buy a doll lesson from this never buy a doll fuck your children yeah not literally <laughs> <laughs> good save pr <laughs> good save please give us money <laughs> fuck your children <laughs> dot 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 not literally not literally <laughs> <laughs> so years later gene inherited his family's mansion after his parents passed away at which he also married a woman named Anne. So Anne was rightfully freaked out by the doll, and so she convinced Jean to put it in the attic locked up in a closet. The doll did not like this. So here's my question. Yeah. How come he still has the doll? How come they didn't get rid of it? So in some of the legends, there's actually some, like, weird connection between Jean and Jean and the doll where he either has more positive reactions to the doll and then everybody else around him has negative reactions okay but then there's also to me it was more interesting where the doll was more preying upon him and everybody else around him so they would be manipulated in the sense to not get rid of him yeah but there's also like part of the legend is his parents die and then gene lives alone for years at a time where it is speculated or like legend has it that he's sitting up in his room painting because he's a painter. Oh, okay. Um, that's his like occupation. So he sits up in the room with the doll next to him while he paints. Ew. And then Ew. he finally marries a girl. But that's like another version that didn't really have as much it's a story. support in different websites. But okay. this is the more like story that had support in different websites. But for whatever reason, they do not get rid of the doll. Yeah, exactly. For reasons Who fucking knows? We don't know why. Yeah, because they're all fucking batshit crazy. That's why. So um, soon, uh, visitors began hearing the devilish laughter and pacing coming from the attic where the doll's locked Ew. up. Now, the attic also has a single window looking out the front of the house. No. And school children reported seeing Robert the doll in the window and would even move around and mock them every day before school. I'm spooked. Yeah. I'm done. So I'm spooked. when the school children report this to Gene and his family, Gene gets fed up himself, goes to the attic closet to look for robert and when he gets there to unlock it he finds the closet locked but robert sitting in a rocking chair staring (gasps) (gasps) this happened multiple times no so like multiple times over the years he had to go up and check and then just like every time after he locks him in the closet the the doll is back out in the rocking chair or back out somewhere in the attic no just like hey bitch i'm out you know what Fuck. Fuck Robert the doll. Don't say that. Hi, Robert the doll. I'm so sorry. Please let me take a picture with you. Yeah. No, literally. I'm so sorry, Robert the doll. I will get to that. Oh, God. I will get to what you just did. So. I'm scared. Um. Hi, Robert the doll. Hey. I'm so sorry, Robert the doll. Yeah. 
I love you, Robert the Doll. <laughs> Say hi to Noob for me, Robert the Doll. Right. So Gene died in 1974. Bye, Gene. I didn't get really any any like you know why he died or how he died. I think it was just very natural. Yeah, old age. Um, so he died, and uh, later that day, when his body was collected just after Jan had left the room, Robert was found sitting at the end of his bed. Did you hear that? No. I'm continuing. <laughs> I'm ignoring. <laughs> I'm ignoring. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some stories even claim that after Gene's death, Anne, his wife, died from insanity. I do not know what that means. <laughs> I'm scared. But that's what legend has. I'm scared okay. to understand what that means. <laughs> so after Gene's death, a girl named Myrtle Reuter purchased Myrtle. the house. Yeah, Myrtle. Myrtle. Moaning that's Myrtle. a cute old name. I love Myrtle. That's a cute name. Harry like Potter. It. Mer- was that from Moaning Myrtle? Moaning Myrtle. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. Um, but her first name is Myrtle. So Myrtle Reuter purchased the house and also became Robert's new caretaker. Oh, Visitors God. swore that they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. Some also claimed that Robert's expressions changed when anyone badmouthed the autos in his presence. Okay. Reuter, so Myrtle, uh, said that Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of these like crazy batshit antics, she finally donated him to the museum in 1994. Yeah, girl. So today, Jean's residence, which is now owned, I think, still by Murder Rudel, I'm not super sure, it, uh, but it operates as a bed and breakfast, and it's called the Artist House we're in going. Key West, Florida. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're going. I don't going. like demons. No, we're so, going. And visitors uh, to this day. You can stay in his bedroom or you can stay in the attic bedroom and they will still hear giggling and footsteps, even though the doll is in the museum. So um, Robert the Doll now lives in Fort East Martello's Museum in Key West, Florida. Oh, God. So um, beware when you go, though, because yeah. Robert, like current favorite thing to do favorite is to curse credit. people who go and visit him unless you follow his rules, basically. Today, his wall, the walls that cover his, like, he's in a glass case, basically. Ew. And two or three of the walls in his glass case are covered in letters from people who have visited who haven't followed these rules, literally apologizing to him because <gasps> shit is happening to him. <gasps> yeah. Do you have to sign a waiver before um, you get I don't think you have to sign a waiver. Because in Vegas, you do like for that, that one. Yeah, but I, I tried to search for the official rules, and I didn't really find them. Yeah. But I know for sure from, like, hearing some things is that you have to go in, and you you don't have to say hi or anything. But if you want to t- – I know that if you want to take a picture of him, Fuck. you have to ask, is that okay? And if nothing happens, then you can take a picture. But if something happens, then you cannot take a picture. <laughs> but if you just take a picture and you don't ask, you're going to get fucked up. Okay. We're You're going to get motherfucking fucked up. We're going. I, I, no, again, no, I do not want to go you. talk to a demon. Corey, we're going. <laughs> I don't want to go say hi All to in a favor demon. of us going. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Share this podcast with your No, friends. fuck that. <laughs> fuck you, Corey. We're going. If you send me $100, I will go visit. Okay. All in favor, send us $100. We get like $10,000. Like, hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I will go rub my dick on that doll. Give me $10, okay, give us $1,000. Corey will rub his dick on the, pup, on the doll. Not only will I be cursed for my days, I will be arrested. <laughs> it will not cover his bail. It will not. <laughs> so Corey Conver- Convertito. Hey, Corey. Convertito? Yeah. Convertito? I don't know. Whatever. I'm whatever. sorry. Who is the museum curator says probably gets one to three letters every day. Every they day? they are typical fan letters. They're often apologies. <gasps> every Many, day? Yeah. Many visitors attribute post-visit misfortunes to 
failing to respect Robert. So basically what he's saying is like people, he gets one to three letters a day. No. Of people apologizing for not following the rules of etiquette when greeting him or taking pictures oh, of him. Oh my God. Um, people have been, divorces have happened. Car or car accidents have happened. People have lost money. Uh, there's been leaks in houses, oh etc. Just like That's a lot crazy. of misfortunes that have happened within a week of them visiting this doll That's and insane. not respecting shit. So Convertito says they have received around 1,000 letters, what? which they keep and catalog. <gasps> yeah. Robert, the doll, also receives emails. Um, at some point, it became known that Robert had a sweet tooth. So people also have left leave candy around the glass case and just around the fucking exhibit. And it's pretty funny because uh, uh, so, Convertito so is just like, um, this is a fucking museum. Please don't leave candy. <laughs> They're like, I'm leaving candy because I don't want to be possessed. Yeah, right. Me too. I'm going to bring like fucking Sour Patch. I'm going to make like, a homemade yeah. cho- chocolate cake before uh-huh. I go. It's like Sour Patch all over his ass. Yeah. Just like, here you go, bitch. <laughs> Ooh, like a, oh, I'm going to make him like a, van- like a vanilla with like raspberry filling cake when we go. <laughs> See, he says, uh, he says, or she says, sorry, uh, Corey Convertito is, is a girl. Um, she says that guests also, uh, other than sweets, have left him money and also joints. <laughs> Us, literally. Yeah. I like leave him an acid tab. Just walk in with like Snoop Dogg playing in the background and just be yeah. like, here you go. Da, 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 da. We're so white. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's like, fuck y'all. Yeah, he's like, blocked. <laughs> so, um, let me let's go into some of these letters. I'm gonna read two of these letters to you. Damn. Yeah, because they're a little they're I'm, a little crazy. I'm already scared. So, um, dear Robert, you have probably received many letters like this from people like me. People who were not sure there was no such thing as a Robert the doll curse. You see, it is easy to act tough and try to impress your friends by being disrespectful. And unfortunately, that is the camp I find myself in. Oh, my God. My name is Dan Schultz. Back in 2009, we visited the East Morello uh, Museum. The entire purpose of the visit was to come and meet you. Oh, my God. We have walked by your old house multiple times over the years and have always wanted to visit you at the museum. Our visit was fun and informative, and seeing you was the best part. I'm not sure what uh, what made me act like a jerk to you. I didn't ask for your permission to take your picture, and I openly mocked you. Like I said, I was just trying to be funny and impress the people I was visiting with. I in no way actually meant what I said. And I realize now I made a huge mistake. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. Since that day in late 2009, we have had a run of bad luck. I have, been, I have had multiple health issues. I had a near-death experience with anemia. Uh, while we, uh, we have had family members and pets die and bad luck with our finances that have ended us fi- uh, filing for bankruptcy and still having financial difficulties. The purpose of this letter is to profoundly apologize and ask you for forgiveness. Wow. I have talked about this event on our popular travel podcast that I am the co-host of. What? A podcast is a radio show. People, oh God, it, it's cool. What's their podcast? They explain what a podcast is. Uh, they don't say it. Um, oh. And we'll always speak with high respect of you. Again, Robert, please accept my sincere apology if you see fit to forgive me and end the bad luck. I would appreciate oh my God. it. And as would my family. Oh my Isn't god. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. Um also here's another one. That's crazy. I want to go. Like okay, followers who live in Florida, reach out to us yeah. and say like, "Hey, I can stay at your house and I will come to you and I will go to this with you." <laughs> 
So also here's one from somebody who visited from Japan. So it's like Ooh. written in some like semi-broken English, but we're good. It's, it's totally fine. It says, Dear Robert. Hello, Robert. How are you? I am not good. I have a backache. I don't know why my back is hurt. Then I remember you two months ago. I took a picture of you. I am so sorry. I did not know that I can't take a picture of you. He Should didn't I even know. this picture? Question mark. I must apologize for the delay of sending you mail. I don't know how I can apologize. So I'm writing this letter. I am sorry. I hope your life is very good. Naoya, Sitaba, Japan. I think it's called Sitaba. Sorry. Eh. Super ignorant. My bad. Yeah. And basically it says, there's also this little piece at the end that says, Dear Robert, please forgive my friend for not asking your permission for taking your picture. He is Japanese and did not understand. So please accept this apology. I really enjoyed visiting you, visiting you, Dale, um, in North Carolina. Um, yeah. And there's there's a picture of the Japanese kid taking a picture. And in the reflection of, a, of the glass, there is the no. silhouette of a doll sitting on the edge of the so like you know the, the the glass there's a case yeah yeah there's like a pedestal that the case is on and the okay. pedestal is square yeah so the doll is in the glass case but in the reflection in the right corner this is giving me chills in the right corner where there should be no doll or reflection of anything there is a doll another reflection of oh a doll God. sitting with its back to you oh and there is no origin hell. there should be no origin of this reflection of oh the my doll. god it's pretty creepy. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's going to so, be the episode highlights right there. That's motherfucking Robert the Doll. Holy shit, Corey. Um, so just like if you go visit Robert the Doll, please be listen careful. to the people. Because there's also there's other accounts of like people driving home from that and getting in car crashes. That is the same like, as the Vegas one. Literally the same day driving home. Yeah. And it's the same like legends that come from visiting that other doll in with Zach Baggins. Because in, in the Vegas one, you actually have to sign a waiver because they've had lawsuits and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. oh, like my wife died in a car accident on the way home. Yeah. Here's the deal. Even if you don't believe in demons. Just fucking say hi. Just fucking to the do doll. what they tell you. You it's, you paid money to go visit. Just go this. say hi. Just be a part of the play then. In your it's mind. just fun. Yeah. If you don't believe in it, just have fun. Just have fun and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So that's Robert the doll. I don't know. Don't fuck with him. Ugh. Or it. Or they. So mine today is something I have been very excited about since the beginning of our podcast. Glad I've been wanting to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, this is a good one. Because it's been one of my favorite cases to follow. And so now I'm letting you guys into it. And a lot of you guys, if you're true crime fans, you've already heard about this. But if you're new to the true crime community, this is your first time. And this is a batshit wild crazy case. So mine is of the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Yes. Blanchard. And this is a yes to the murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like semi-controversial, but fuck Very her. controversial, but like pretty but fuck yes. her. So fun fact, actually, um, Hulu, I just discovered this today. They were actually releasing a movie or a TV show of this case on Wednesday of this week. Hell so yeah. when you're listening to this, so like it's, like, March it's like March 19th or 19th? 20th. Yeah. They are 20th, releasing. 20th, yeah. Yeah. So March 20th, we're like so wrong. But in March something. No, it's funny because the Friday is 22nd, my birthday. Okay, yeah. So March 20th, they are releasing a TV show or movie about this case. So, and I've been wanting to do this case forever, so it's kind of perfect timing. Like, I'm doing this as Hulu's releasing something. Hell yeah. Of course, there's the dramatized version of what actually happened, so I don't know how much of it's real. So, Hulu, send us money. So, Hulu, like, here we are, your Hulu Send host. us motherfucking money, bitch. And uh, if you're a fan who found this from Hulu, hello, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> so, we, I'm going, so this, 
How the fuck did you end up here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very drunk off of champagne. I have eight pages of notes to get through right now. Eight pages. Eight pages. We'll make it. (laughs) I'm not going to drink again until I'm at least halfway through. That's my rule. Okay, do it. So I'm going to set the scene for y'all motherfuckers, for you sluts. (laughs) So there is a daughter. Gypsy Rose is her name. Oh, that's a cute name. stricken by cancer. Muscular dystrophy. Dystrophy. Dystrophy? Dystrophy. That's what I would say, but I don't know if it's correct. (laughs) Dystrophy. That's what I would say. Dystrophy. I think it's dystrophy. Dystrophy. Thank you. Oh, my God. Somebody's like, dystrophy, you (laughs) fucking dipshit. It is 118 in the morning. Dystrophy. Dystrophy. You're right. You're right. Dystrophy. (laughs) Muscular dystrophy. (laughs) (laughs) Muscular titties. Russian wristwatch. It's like one of those. (laughs) Muscular dystrophy. And a host of other diseases, but still smiling every chance that Gypsy Rose got. Fuck yeah, Gypsy. And there was a mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, who was devoted to giving her daughter everything she ever wanted. Dee Dee and Rit and Gypsy Rose Blanchard, they were the picture of inspiration and hope. They were well-loved by organizations such as Make-A-Wish, Habitat for Humanity, um, the Ronald McDonald House, etc. You name it. They were loved by their community, everybody around. Damn. Now, when the police found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard bludgeoned to death, stabbed to death in her own home... With her gypsy rose, her sick daughter missing, everything turned into chaos. A manhunt was ordered for gypsy rose, and she was found a day later. Something was different, though. Police were expecting a bald, thin, wheelchair-bound, weak, sick girl. But instead, they found a strong young woman walking and eating on her own. How is this possible? What does this mean? To answer these questions, we're going to start from the very fucking beginning. Who was Dee Dee Blanchard? So Dee Dee Blanchard, she was born in Claudine in Chalk Bay, Louisiana, 1967. She was known as a cheerful and generous person by people outside of her family. However, her family saw her engage in petty theft and destructive behavior when things didn't go her way. Dee Dee's mother, Laura, she said in the HBO documentary, Mommy Dead and Dearest, which is a fabulous documentary, you need to, like, go watch right yeah, now. Yeah, just more in-depth of what Chan is about to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably... It's a good It's a good one. HBO good has really solid documentaries because yeah. they had the Slenderman one that we loved. Oh, yes. But uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest is probably one of the best, and you should definitely watch it before yeah. you watch the Hulu show. Yeah, if you just, like, want a visual representation of our, docu- of our podcast. episode, yeah. podcast, yeah, just go watch it. It's yeah. fun. So in this documentary, Dee Dee's stepmother, um, she actually believed that Dee Dee tried to kill her by putting Roundup, a weed killer, in her food. Um, this Damn. incident left Laura, who was Dee Dee's stepmother, bedridden for nine months. So, so Dee Dee was showing obvious signs that she was trying to make people sick around her. I didn't know that. Is that in the documentary? Yeah, it is. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and in 1997, Dee Dee's mother, Emma... Um, she died. Dee Dee herself was suspected of killing her mother by slow starvation. And according to interviews um, that were interviewed in the in the documentary Mommy Dead and Dearest, um, Dee Dee starved her mother to death, essentially, when she was old. So there's that. What? Dee Dee is a crazy psychopath. Holy shit. Um, now, Dee Dee, she also worked as a nurse's aide for a long period of time in her I'm you know, not youthful having fun anymore. young 20s. We're no longer having fun. <laughs> and uh, I was having fun with demon dolls. Now I'm not having now fun. Now it's real life shit. That's the thing on our podcast. Yours... Is, is Corey's like the, the setup for fun and mine's so serious. Everyone's like, damn. I always try and like throw in jokes, but I'm like, is that appropriate? Because <laughs> somebody was just like 
gutted. Because mine's like real life, and yours is like you could be arguing. Like with I what legitimately happened. get scared when you talk. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. We're all fucked. Humans are horrible. That's the difference. Is like yours. I could be like, oh, I'm scared, but it's because something that could be. Potentially but we're having fake. fun, and then me, I'm like, I'm scared, but I'm also having existential dread because humans are horrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Dee Dee, she worked as a nurse's aide. And she took away from that experience a keen memory for medical terminology that would later come in handy Damn, when yeah. discussing her daughter Gypsy Rose's condition with physicians. Now, when, she, when Dee Dee was 24, she gave birth to a baby girl, Gypsy Rose, obviously. Um, she and the girl's father, who is 17-year-old Rod Blanchard. Um, they Whoa, been, so he was 17, she was 24? Yeah, big difference. Holy shit. Yeah, huge difference. That's like almost statutory rape. It is. But it's fine. She's a woman. Well, well, no. And 17 is like in some states. The cutoff. Where are they at? Missouri? Yeah. It depends Illinois, on the Louisiana. state. 17 or 18 is the cutoff. There's somewhere in the south. I don't even know. Anyway, so she was pregnant with a baby. Her partner, who's the father, 17-year-old Rod Blanchard, they at that point were together for about four or six months. It's kind of like undetermined how much time. Y'all, that's why you're gay. And that's when she became gay, pregnant. If you're gay. No babies. Yeah. So they actually got married with each other because it was a shotgun wedding. And um, when the baby was born, so when Gypsy Rose was born on July 27th, which is 10 days after I was born, 1991, so four years before I was born. Hey, wait, wait. When, when? 19, July 27th, 1991. Oh, y'all, I was, I was five months old. Oh. Or wait, July? July 27th. I was four months old. Oh. oh. I was f- negative four years old. Um, <laughs> Gypsy Rose was born. You were in the pre... I was in the pre-mortal existence. You are in the pre-mortal existence in Mormon heaven. Yes. Battling Satan. With Toulouse and Simone. With Toulouse and So Simone. it wasn't long until Rod Blanchard, who was her father, realized that he had made a horrible mistake and the couple, Rod and DG, separated. Um, now, it's important to note that ever since they separated, he paid about $1,200 every single month for child support, and he never once missed a payment. Go him. He was like a good, uh, faraway father. Yeah. So now let's go into Gypsy Rose. So Gypsy Rose, she was born slightly premature, but other than that, was a perfectly healthy baby. At three months old, Gypsy mother's Dee Dee, Dee Dee Blanchard, who we've been talking about this whole time, um, she thought Gypsy was suffering from sleep apnea, and she began taking her to the hospital where after multiple overnight stays and tests, the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with Gypsy. However, Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy had a bunch of health health issues um, due to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. Okay. So Dee Dee's showing signs of craziness. Yeah, she's already like... She's like, hey. oh, no, you can't find anything, but I'm convinced it's a chromosomal She's disorder. She's like, Loki, y'all have Munchausen's, but y'all don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when Gypsy was eight years old, she fell off her grandpa's motorcycle and she scraped her knee. It was like a super typical eight-year-old scrape. <gasps> Dee Dee, however, crazy told everyone. Crazy side story. Can I jump in? Oh, really yeah. Crazy? Do it. Today, I witnessed somebody fall off their mo- I already told you. So what? So won't go crazy. Did I tell you? Oh, yeah, yeah, the motorcycle yeah, accident. Yeah, when I went to get the champagne that we're drinking right now. Currently. Some dude cut me off in a motorcycle. And then we turned a corner to go to the liquor store because we live in Utah. Because so our state regulates whether Here we, we can buy liquor or not because Mormons. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this guy literally he tried to coolly like weave in and out of two cars and he lost control of his motorcycle and oh. crashed. Damn. Yeah. He was fine. He stood up pretty quickly afterwards. He's probably just more embarrassed than her. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. your turn. So motherfucker yeah fuck him so gypsy was involved with a similar accident <laughs> very different from, 
her grandfather, but involved the motorcycle. She cut me off when I was four months old. <laughs> so Dee Dee, she told everyone that it was a visible sign of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly. So from that moment on, so from Gypsy was eight years old and on, she was confined to a wheelchair and remained in the wheelchair until she could have the surgery. So Dee Dee was like, oh, yo, you got into a fucking accident and like this is going to require surgery. But to prevent stress on this injury, to make it worse, we're going to confine you to a wheelchair. So everyone believed it. They're like, yeah, Dee Dee's right. How old is she again? Like eight or nine. Shit. So Dee Dee also pulled Gypsy out of school in around second grade so she could homeschool her because her illness was so severe. Gypsy taught herself, Corey, I thought you would enjoy this. Um, Gypsy taught herself how to read by reading through Harry Potter on her own. Oh, cute. So she's a self-taught reader Fuck through yeah, Harry Potter. So good job, Gypsy. So Dee Dee moved with Gypsy to Slidell, Louisiana, after people started questioning whether or not Gypsy was really sick. Um, now, they spent most of their time visiting various specialists, mostly at Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans. They were seeking treatment for the illness that Dee Dee claimed Gyp- Gypsy suffered from, which she now included um, hearing and vision problems. So it just kept on growing, like Gypsy's yeah. medical problems. She's like, more, 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 more. Exactly. She also told doctors that Gypsy had seizures every month. Um, so the doctors prescribed her with anti-seizure medication, and several surgeries were performed on her, on Gypsy, during this time. And Dee Dee regularly took Gypsy to the emergency room. So, like, Gypsy was becoming a common known person. She's like, just, like, in her in her wheelchair being brought. Over and over and over. Surgeries, shit. emergency room visits, you name it, happened. Gypsy was also, at this time, only fed through a feeding tube, which is oh, pretty fuck. intense, if, you, if you're not familiar, familiar with that. And Gypsy, at this time, was also tested for muscular dystrophy on top of everything else she suffered from. Now, 2005 shut up and Hurricane Katrina hit, which both Corey and I have stories about hurricane katrina yeah and uh hurricane katrina forced dd Dee Dee and gypsy rose blanchard to move north to aurora missouri okay now dd Dee Dee claimed that gypsy's medical records including her birth certificate were destroyed during the flooding and the hurricanes so moving to missouri was the best thing dd Dee Dee did for her and gypsy mm-hmm. there the two became something kind of similar to celebrities acting as champions for the rights of the disabled and the sick Gypsy was honored as 2007's Child of the Year by the Olay Foundation, God which damn. fights the rights of feeding tube recipients. Uh, and I mean, like, like, the positivity that came out of that, go that, but, like, fuck. Right, fuck. And in <laughs> 2008, Habitat for Humanity, which we've all heard of, I, I mean, especially Mormons have heard of. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like through like Eagle Projects, like totally. Eagle Scout Projects. The yeah. Yellow Vest Projects. Yeah. <laughs> Habitat for Humanity is like the shit. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built Dee Dee and Gypsy a home with their own wheelchair ramp and hot tub. Um, now, also make a wish. <laughs> Wait, on- why the hot tub? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, isn't it? Because why not? If I'm like, Dee's hey. like throwing a hot tub, bitch. <laughs> So, also, Make-A-Wish Foundation got involved, and they sent Dee Dee and Gypsy on multiple trips to Disney World, and they what? even gave them backstage passes to Miranda Lambert concerts. There's a bunch of pictures from those concerts. Oh, my God. They got free flights to see doctors around the country, free hotels, donations. Like, the press is kind of going wild. They're like, oh, a single mom who's taking care of a severely disabled human. Yeah, that's an Suffered story. Katrina and now is moving to this apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a media's Suffering wet Katrina, dream. yeah. Exactly. So they're getting everything, everything sent to them. Now, they were also at this time 
still getting Rod Blanchers, who is Gypsy's biological father, child support. He sent them $1,200 every single month. Rod and his wife, they would try to see Gypsy, but Dee Dee would either That's like, not show up. When When is this? This is, I don't know, like after 2000, 2005. Damn, that's like easily rent and more. Oh, exactly. Holy shit. So Rod and his wife, would they would always show up to see Dee Dee, but, or sorry, to see Gypsy. But Dee Dee would be like, oh, something came up. We have to go to the hospital. She'd always come up with excuses to get out of it. Dee Dee also told neighbors that Rod was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who never come to terms with the daughter's health issues and never sent them any money. Damn. Even though he sent them $1,200 every single month. Damn. She was just building this narrative of her life. Uh. Um, Just lie after lie. Exactly. Rob was able to occasionally talk to Gypsy on the phone, including on her 18th birthday. Um, But that's when Dee Dee was very intense with saying, like, don't mention to her that she's 18 because Gypsy doesn't really understand. She thinks she's 14. Um, And because of that, because of her, the type of medical care that Gypsy required, even after Gypsy turned 18, he still continued to pay child support, even though he didn't have to anymore. He still sent them $1,200 a month. So now at this point, we have established that Dee Dee is a total psychopath and a liar. So now let's talk about Gypsy and the relationship Gypsy and Dee Dee had and all the other relationships involved. So many people who met Gypsy, they were charmed by her. She was a a nugget. She was tiny, five feet. That's like only two inches shorter than me. (laughs) Total nugget. (laughs) She had a toothless smile, like a very contagious, beautiful smile, Uh toothless. She wore huge glasses. Um, and she had a very high childhood-like voice that reinforced the perception. The mother, yeah, Dee Dee, yeah. No, Bl- Gypsy had a very... Oh, Gypsy, sorry. Because yeah. uh, Gypsy was trained in a way to act and talk to like this. To do that this. way, yeah. Because she had this very intense chi- high childhood voice that reinforced everyone's like, oh, yeah, Gypsy had some sort of mental disability above mm-hmm. her other physical disabilities. On top disabilities. of her, yeah. Her exactly. Voice. Now, Dee Dee also regularly shaved Gypsy's head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. And when they left the house, Dee Dee often took an oxygen tank, oxygen tank and feeding tube with them. Gypsy was actually fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, Pediasure, which we know. We all have hangovers. We know what Pediasure is. And um, she was fed Pediasure until her 20s. That was like her main source what? of food. Yeah. Or not fuck her, but fuck her mother. Fuck her mother. Dee Dee also used physical abuse to control her daughter. She was always holding her daughter's hand in the presence of others. Uh. And whenever Gypsy said something that either suggested she was not really sick or Uh. that everything was okay, Dee Dee would squeeze her hand really tightly and be like, it's like a warning, like, don't you fucking dare. And when the two were alone, Dee Dee would actually beat Gypsy with a coat hanger on the hands. Now, Dee Dee mm. also had some of Gypsy's saliva glands treated with Botox and eventually extracted all together to control her drooling. And what? when Gypsy later claimed her mother had induced the drooling by topical anesthetics to numb her gums. So she would, like, inject her daughter with these anesthetics. She'd go to the doctor and drool. So the doctor's like, okay, we have to do Botox. We have to extract the glands. So Dee Dee was replicating all these symptoms of pretty severe diseases to make gypsy go through surgeries and whatnot so tubes yeah like fuck this woman fuck dd like fuck this woman fuck dd like i i totally support what happens to her like she should not be accused i'm sorry like and that is controversial but fuck this woman now tubes were also implanted into gypsy's ears to control her ear infections 
So pretty much from this so far, what you can gather in case you wanted to skip a, skip forward this moment <laughs> is that Dee Dee did everything she possibly could to replicate symptoms of pretty severe diseases to Gypsy, whether it was drilling or earaches or seizures or this or that or not being able to walk. She was doing everything in her power to make doctors give her substances to not only replicate side effects, things like that, but just to completely to replicate symptoms of actual diseases for Gypsy. So then doctors would believe even further, like, oh, yeah, she's still having seizures. Let's give her this. She's still having drooler, drooling. Let's give her this. So it was just getting more and more and more intense, all the lies that Dee Dee was laying out for Gypsy's health. So Bernardo Flasterstein, Flasterstein, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, yeah. Bernardo. He was a pediatric, pediatric, a child neurologist who saw Gypsy in Springfield, and he became suspicious of her supposed muscular dystrophy, which we talked about earlier. Um, So he ordered MRIs and blood tests, and he found everything was normal. She was totally healthy. He said in quotes, I don't see any reason that she doesn't walk, and he said that directly to Dee Dee on a follow-up visit. Yeah, isn't there, like, him, and there's, like, one other site where it's, like, she's totally fine. Why is this happening? But as soon as Dee Dee hears about that, she leaves. She's Ugh. like, I, I don't know what she you're talking moves. about that. Exactly. That. She's like, oh, you don't believe me? Okay, bye. And so he was suspecting her of the possibility of Munchausen syndrome mm-hmm. by proxy, which is why I did my entire spooky scoop. And again, like I mentioned. Is there, is there just that one instance or is there two or is it just one? Uh, I mean, the one I only mentioned specifically one. Okay, yeah. It's probably just one. I'm just. Ugh. Oh, my I God. I touched the closet. I touched the closet. <laughs> I'm <Fuck>. drinking. <laughs> I can't remember from the documentary if there was one instance where somebody literally writes, this woman has Munchausen's by proxy or if it was two, but it's probably just one. Yeah. It's one. Um, oh, the, I'm only talking about one. Um, he mentions like I, like Corey just mentioned, I mentioned that she probably has Munchausen by proxy, but he didn't have enough evidence to back him up. So he didn't go to child services Damn. because like you can't blame him because in a way he just had a worried mother that was like, I think she no, has yeah, this. Yeah, he'd just be like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, and like. He's just trying to help. He's just trying to help. And yeah. like he didn't have enough concrete evidence to really say like she had Munchauser by proxy. And who wants to go out and challenge a sing- single mother? Uh, and like she has so much. survived a hurricane. <laughs> and she has so much like fame behind her. Like yeah, Make-A-Wish, yeah. Habitat for Humanity. Like you name it, she has it. Her entire community. Yeah. So to come so out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand where the doctor's coming from. Totally, totally. Now, in 2009. An anonymous caller called the police and they were like, yo, Dee Dee's a fucking liar. Like she's <laughs> listing different names and different birth dates He's for her woke. and her daughter. Too woke. <laughs> yeah. And they suggested that Gypsy was, wasn't, wasn't even sick. So police rolled up and they performed the resulting wellness check um, upon Dee Dee and Gypsy. Um, and they were performing that check again just to see like why she was using different information, this and that. And uh, Dee Dee pretty much told them, oh, we're using different information to hide from Gypsy's a super alcoholic, abusive biological father. So the police were like, okay, we believe it. Sure. And they like left. They're like, whatevs. It's fine. So it was around this time. She's like crazy smart about this. She's very manipulative, very charismatic, manipulative. Yeah. So it was around this time. This is 2009 that Gypsy began pushing back against her mother's narrative but her attempts at having a say in her own life were met with severe consequences. You know, in 2010, Dee Dee told everyone that Gypsy is 14 years old, when in reality, Dee Dee at this time was 19 years old. Oh, 
So a neighbor recalls an incident either in 2009 or 2010, but I'm guessing it's 2010, um, but whatever, when it really happened, um, where G- Gypsy actually showed up to the neighbor's door one night without her wheelchair, fully walking, and she oh was begging God. for a ride to the hospital. They, the neighbor brought Gypsy to the hospital, and that's when Gypsy produced a birth, birth certificate saying, like, hey, I'm actually 19 years old rather than the 14. Like, listen to me. Hear what I have to say. Dee Dee rolled up and she was like, no, the birth certificate that Gypsy is showing is just a birth certificate that was issued after Katrina and that has errors in it. It's incorrect. Oh, Here's fuck. the real birth certificate giving a more recent birth date showing that she was 14, not 19. So the hospital believed oh, Gypsy. So they just ignore her. Yeah, they believed Dee Dee over Gypsy because D- Gypsy also manipulated them saying like it's because of her medications and her disease. Oh. She's delusional. She doesn't she doesn't know or understand what she's saying. They all sided with Gypsy. Chandler, or sorry, they all sided with Dee Dee. Your stories are sad. <laughs> yeah, my true, my fucking this segment's sad. sad. So everyone sided with Dee Dee and Gypsy actually had to make like a apology to every single person involved in the incident. Oh, no. Other thing, so since 2001, Gypsy had attended a science fiction and fantasy convention. So it's like she's attending Comic-Con every year since 2001. <laughs> Costumes, whatnot. Now and Gypsy's at, going. She wants to go. So yeah, she goes. And, and Dee Dee lets Gypsy go. Okay. Dee Dee's with her. Okay, good. Now, at an event in 2011, so this is about a year after the birth certificate drama at the hospital, um, Gypsy actually escaped her mother, and she was found in a hotel room with a man she met online. Fuck yeah, girl, go. Again, Dee Dee produced the paperwork giving Gypsy's false younger age birthday, and she pretend- she threatened to inform the police. So pretty much saying, like, oh, you think my daughter's 20? Well, I can show you that she's 15. You're going to go to jail unless you, like, give her up back up to me. Fuck. Um, your- Gypsy recalls that afterward, Dee Dee, when they got home, she smashed her keyboard and her computer and her cell phone with a hammer, and she actually threatened to do the same with Gypsy's fingers if she ever tried to escape again. She also kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two whole weeks, like a dog. We're getting to, like, episode three. Yeah. That girl being locked, like... (gasps) The man, the toy box? No, 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 before the toy box, where the girl's locked underneath the bed. Oh, my God. the BDSM level shit, but it's not BDSM. It's, like, beyond that. No consent. That's the consent. Yeah. The vodka monologue. Episode no three. consent. <laughs> Fucking episode three. Go back to episode three. Go to episode three. So <laughs> Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she had filed paperwork with the police claiming that, that Gypsy was mentally incompetent, leading Gypsy to believe that even if she somehow got to the police for help, they would not believe her because she is legally incompetent. God damn it. Yeah. Then Gypsy met Nicholas Gojin. Yes, Go. So, Gypsy and Nicholas, they met online in a Christian singles group in 2012. So, long time ago. I mean, I that's weird. It's a long time ago. Please don't say that was long time ago. That was a long time ago, Corey. That was seven Just years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. No, you can't. Please don't say that's a long time ago. 2012 was a long time ago. That's like what I still think is, <laughs> I still think is 2000. I met you in 2013. Shut Here's the deal. We're getting old. Move on. <laughs> So, Gypsy and Nicholas, they talked for more than two years, and Gypsy fell totally in love. They would talk about their future, marriage, kids, you know, like normal relationship shit to talk about. They also had very sexual conversations. They sexted, and a lot of it revolved around BDSM, which Mm. Gypsy would later say, like, that was more Nicholas, who was pretty severe, the stuff they would, like, sex. Like, oh, I'll tie you up and, like, 
Cheney to bed for six and a half days and then fuck you. And, you know, it's like shit like that. Very intense BDSM. <laughs> that was hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. So Gypsy <laughs> arranged. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so she arranged and paid Nicholas to meet her and her mother in Springfield. Um, now her plan was to casually bump into him, and and he was like, "Oh hi, uh, strangers! I've never met you before." And then Gypsy and Nicholas, like you know, that was the spark of the relationship, and they had a budding relationship. And Dee Dee was to meet him then, like, "Oh my God, this guy is so nice in movie theater. Okay, he's so yeah. kind to my daughter." And now they're talking online. Everything's fine. Now, as soon as they did meet the for, for the first time. Um, according to Nicholas, Gypsy just led him to the bathroom where they like fucked violently in a bathroom. <laughs> so, and Dee Dee yeah. was like buying popcorn. Meanwhile, fuck yeah. Now, a few months after meeting, violently in that bathroom, Nicholas came to visit Gypsy Rose while Dee Dee was on a rare solo outing, and they had sex again. Now, Dee Dee eventually found out about the relationship, and she was really upset and jealous over the attention Gypsy was getting. And Gypsy later, Gypsy later told ABC News. As she said in quotes, in need, in needless to say, um, that there was a very long argument that lasted a couple weeks. Yelling, throwing things, calling me names like bitch, slut, whore, you name it. So Dee Dee was extremely jealous of Gypsy over everything that was happening. All while Gypsy wanted freedom, uh, but her mom just wouldn't give it to her. Gypsy turned to Nicholas and together they began plotting to Fuck kill yes. Dee Dee Blanchard. Fuck yes. So now Sorry, we're getting- y'all. I'm like super supportive of this. Uh, send me hate mail. I don't care. <laughs> so now we're getting into the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. So Nicholas, he returned to Springfield in June 2015. So this is what four years ago, um, and in a, and he checked into a local motel. When while Dee Dee took Gypsy to a routine hospital appointment, and he waited until Gypsy let him know that they had returned, and then her mother went to sleep. So they're like at a hospital. Everything's casual, normal Tuesday. He shows up to their house. <laughs> Gypsy let Nicholas. Yeah, exactly. Gypsy (laughs) let Nicholas in, and she handed him gloves, duct tape, and a knife. And she was like, "Okay, are we gonna fucking do this?" And he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." But first, go into the bathroom and put your cover your ears. I don't want you to hear this. And so Gypsy went into the bathroom, and Nicholas went into Gypsy's mother's room, and he stabbed her multiple times to death. Okay, actually, I didn't know that the man was the one who killed her. Really? So yeah, I didn't. So I mean. His flags of BDSM, like intense BDSM, when she might not have been, it, it's a little bit of a flag plus the fact that he was the one that killed her. Yeah, that's a little bit, a little bit, and I'm not supportive of that. I actually I thought read, it was her that killed her. I mother. actually read text messages between Nicholas and Gypsy, and they're pretty dark. Okay, because he's like, "Oh, Gypsy, I'm gonna let my dark side win," and like okay. you know, like uh, I don't let my dark side. So he seems like a guy on the edge that just found a way. Fun fact: He actually got arrested in 2013 for. Like, I think it was child porn in a McDonald's, mm. like, playground. Mm. Okay, I'm not supportive of any of that. I thought it was her, so redact all of my supportiveness. <laughs> Corey's no longer on board. So <laughs> You know that gif of Homer, like, sinking into yeah! the hedge? That's me right now. <laughs> so that's Corey. He's that's Homer. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> so anyways, back to murder. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So Gypsy was hiding in the bathroom as Nicholas went in and stabbed Dee Dee Blanchard to death while Dee Dee slept. Dee Dee wasn't alive. She did sleep. So hopefully for Dee Dee, she didn't feel a thing. Yeah. Um, Still fuck know. her, though. Like, fuck Dee Dee, but, like, no one does. I mean, but, like, like, we don't want to be killed by, like, some BDSM crazed serial killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, after Dee Dee was dead, 
Nicholas and Gypsy said they had sex on Gypsy's bed right next to her corpse. What? Uh, before taking a cab back to Nicholas's motel room. Now, Gypsy later said in the Mommy Dear, Dead and Dearest documentary that I mentioned a few times that the sex began as consensual, but then it turned into rape. Oh. And the only and that she only agreed to have sex with Nicholas in the instance that he would not rape her mother's dead body. Oh, my God. Redacting all of my support of any of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she I am said, gone. <laughs> she said in quotes, um, I made a deal with him. I let him rape me, and then he wouldn't do that to my mom. Oh, my said. fucking God. Um, Nicholas, however, said in an interview to the police that at one point he considered having sex with Dee Dee's corpse, but he ended up having sex with Gypsy and it was completely consensual and no rape was involved. Fuck Dee Dee. She doesn't deserve what happened to her. Fuck that man. Yeah. Gypsy just needs to be like alien abducted to a different planet. Fuck yeah. everybody. So Fuck human. Gypsy, after the rape and the sex and all that horrors happened, um, Gypsy and Nicholas attempted to clean up the crime scene. And they took about $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee kept in a, like a safe in the house. And they mailed the murder weapon to Nicholas's Wisconsin home. Now, they laid low for a couple days. And then they eventually took a bus to Wisconsin. Now, Gypsy, she was, conf- she was pretty concerned because a couple days passed by and no one even noticed that her or her mother were, like, missing. And anything what? was out of the normal. Um, so, on June 14th, Gypsy forced Nicholas to post two updates on Dee Dee's Facebook page mm-hmm. um, so that the police would discover the body. The first read simply, that bitch is dead, followed yep. 17 minutes later, a very long and very graphic comment that suggested that whoever left the body of Dee Dee Blanchard also raped Gypsy yeah. and kidnapped her. Uh-huh. It's very graphic. Like, I'm not going to read it. Go look it That's up. Not, it, yeah. I actually, like, like when you're saying this, yeah, yeah. The, it, like, turns into his crimes and his, like, killing and abduction rape. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when Gypsy says, like, he, he raped me and he's, like, it didn't. But, like, based on the Facebook post, I'm like, you fucking raped him. Yeah, you're like, you fucking wanted to do this. Yeah, what exactly. You to do. So, friends and neighbors, they saw the Facebook post and they notified police immediately. And the police rolled up and they discovered the body of Dee Dee Blanchard, who was lying in the pool of her own blood for a couple days. Goddamn. But Gypsy was nowhere to be found. Dun, dun, dun. They soon learned from Gypsy's neighbor, who she confided in, that Gypsy had a secret online boyfriend, which sent investigators down the path to finding her and Nicholas. Police raided Nicholas's home, um, and when they f- they busted into Nicholas's home, they found a walking, talking, healthy Gypsy Rose Blanchard. They, Gypsy and Nicholas, both surrendered to the police, and the truth was finally set free. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was never sick, and she suffered years of violent oh and God. emotional child, be- child abuse. Psychiatrists actually labeled Gypsy Rose Blanchard as a victim of child abuse, citing Munchausers by proxy mm-hmm. as the root of Dee Dee's behavior, which is why I did my entire spooky scoop. Mm-hmm. Now, through public opinion, all but shifted against Dee Dee Blanchard. She was, uh, so everything, everyone is pretty much super pissed or super worried about Dee Dee Blanchard. But as soon as the truth came out about her, everyone shifted. They're like, we were worried about Dee Dee Blanchard, but now fuck you, Dee Dee Blanchard. You faked this girl being sick for over 20 years. Yeah. Like you, like in a way you brought this upon herself. And it gets so convoluted. and Like fuck her for doing that to her daughter. But then like it, she becomes a victim of this obviously disturbed human being dude. What's his name? Nicholas. Nicholas, like. Fuck him, too. Yeah. And so this, like, poor girl Gypsy is just wrapped up between these two crazy Fucked disturbed up people. people. Like, oh, That's my God. That's the whole thing. Gypsy, poor Gypsy. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, Gypsy, though, even though her mom obviously was guilty of a lot of horrible shit, Gypsy was still the center of a murder. Yeah. So Gypsy, actually, she accepted a plea bargain that saw her sentenced to 10 years in prison. And she testified against Nicholas. And in February 2019, so last month. What the fuck? <laughs> he was sentenced to a life in prison Hell for killing yeah. Dee. So now let's talk about Gypsy now. So according to Gypsy's stepmother, so Rod's wife, um, Gypsy is thriving in prison. In 2018, she was working towards completing her GED, and she physically rebounded from all the unnecessary medical treatments she received for most of her life. She, So in quotes, her stepmother said, Despite everything, she still tells me that she's happier now than with her mom. Her name's Chrissy Blanchard, who said all this. Um, and that she had a choice to either be in jail or back with her mom, she would rather yeah. be in jail. Gypsy said herself, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living in my room with my mom. Shit. Gypsy said in an interview. She said, to continue, to continue that quote, because I'm allowed to just live just like yeah. a normal woman. That's so hard to like, to probably like convict her. Right? That. That's, a, that's my opinion. That's why I've like, I've said, I haven't watched the documentary. So like, that's no. why I was like so supportive because yeah. I thought she was the one who killed her. Cause I was like, if I was that in, in that position and since age five, I was like brought up to believe I was sick, but then realized that I wasn't. And the only way out was to kill the person who like, I support that. Yeah. I didn't know it was him though. That's so fucking sick. Yeah. Like I'm, it's like, sick I'm and drunk and disturbed. <laughs> like gypsy was just in the middle of two very disturbed individuals. Shit. And like, I don't really, I don't agree with Gypsy going to jail. I think she would, she should have gone to a yeah. mental institution yeah. to be treated uh-huh. for the 20 plus years of psychological abuse mm-hmm. from her, from, from Dee Dee and Nicholas. Yeah, Cause again, she was just involved in the murder. She didn't carry it out. She didn't stab yeah. the knife. She just, and there's a, a quote from, from Gypsy saying she didn't actually believe that Nicholas was going to actually do it. And he did. Oh. And so it was like this huge shock of like, oh my God. And so like, he's in prison for life. For though. life. Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah, him. Because so, he's so fuck obviously disturbed. Yeah. Like child porn, murderer, he's disturbed. Yeah. You know, like this gypsy case is very controversial in every community, but specifically the true crime community, because she murdered someone, which is the greatest crime you commit, you can commit. But she murdered someone because she was tortured for 20 she years. She literally was psychologically and so it's physically like, tortured. Does an evil fix an evil? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the big psychological it's the debate. It's like, ethical, yeah. Does a wrong like, plus a wrong equal right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's up to you to decide. It's really fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. So I guess if my... she was just involved, I would say she's fine, but that's just my opinion. But now it's Nicholas. But if, like, Nicholas's involvement just, like, convolutes the entire plot of this. Like, it does. Fuck him, yeah. This entire he just like, took advantage of a situation and was like, yeah, like like he was obviously wanted to kill someone, and Dee Dee and Gypsy uh-huh. were the perfect culprits, the perfect Damn. tools. So how long is she in prison? Ten years. Okay, so and starting be, this uh, like what three years ago? Okay, okay, okay. Seven years left. Okay, you know she only has like a second grade education, getting her GED. She's fucked forever. Yeah. Fucked forever. Damn. It's it's a shame because but she'll she, be out in like seven years. Yeah. Damn, okay. Um, but, you know, like, there's also the argument that she did plan the murder of her mother with Nicholas. True. And, and so... And, and you have to, like, law, like lawfully, you have to, like, prosecute her for that. Exactly. And, like, there was a part of her as, you know, Dee Dee manipulated Gypsy into making her feel like she's only 
mentally capable of handling things as a seven year old, she still was able to plan out and construct mm-hmm. an entire murder. She, like she was like law enforcement and doctors were involved in her situation for years. I that think the doctor should only, be looked at. Like that was her only way out was to be like, kill her. Yeah. I am stuck in this hell. And that's the big, that's the big, the, the philosophical debate. Yeah. Like should, even though Dee Dee tortured for those years, was Dee Dee worth a murder? Was Gypsy, she was capable of planning a murder? That's her only way out. She already had like law enforcement and doctors were involved. Yeah. And they had already condemned her to be into that fate. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, it's a difficult Damn. case. And, like, I don't blame them because they're just trying to follow p- protocol. I don't know. I blame the, the doctors a little bit. Definitely because you can. if I was a doctor and, like, if every test was coming back negative and the mom was still saying it's positive, <laughs> I feel but like. But then you're just trying to avoid a lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks, too. Because like, this is the world we live in. Yep. I don't yeah. know. It's difficult. Reason number, like, a million why I couldn't be a doctor because you're dealing with <laughs> shit like this. A million. But, like. You know, this True. entire case is pretty difficult because everyone has very strong feelings, very strong feelings about both yeah. sides. Because whether or not you are on Dee's side or Gypsy's side or Nicholas's side, well, I don't know how you'd be on Nicholas's side, but um, <laughs> if you're on Nicholas's side, stop wa- stop playing this podcast and go like Kill yourself. <laughs> like convict yourself to a yeah, crime. Please. you're a psychopath. Just like go to the police office, police, and be like, I am a psychopath. But this case is very complex because there's Munchausen by proxy involved, but then that escalates to murder. Goddamn. So I don't know. Like and then, this like, a case. whole ethical debate. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, how's your sex life? Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck. So, like, fuck. We need to move on. Um, yeah. I Like, additional to that, I've watched the, the podcast or the documentary called Lorena, which is on Amazon Prime right now. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Um, it's about the girl in 1995 or three, I think she was like the biggest case. It was like the first big case where the girl cut off her husband's dick Nice. because she was like abusing, abusing her and raping her and like also having sex with other women. Yeah, girl, girl, um, yeah, like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm totally on her side. Yeah. Anyways. Going into, like, more why we just fight murder. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, fuck, your, fuck yeah, girl, cut off that dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, she seriously is like, I, I forget their names. Her name is Lorena. The guy's name, he's pretty famous now because he, the dick was cut off and it was found. And then it was reattached and it had problems. So it, like looks really weird so he like actually did a porn recently in the past five years what? called franken dick where he like fucks some girl did you no, watch ser- it no 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 i haven't watched it yet i i want to watch i want to finish the podcast or finish the documentary and then watch it it's like five or six episodes and there are five episodes they're like 45 minutes to an hour long Frank i've dick. only watched like half of the first one that's nice yeah but she's like literally was like like he was like rape forcibly raping her within marriage oh god and like i don't I do not need to explain this, but I will. Like, if you were listening to this podcast and you think that if they're married, rape can't happen, go fuck yourself. Rape because can happen regardless rape of the can relationship happen anytime. you're <laughs> Trust me. Like, you could be in the most committed relationship with the person and rape can happen. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if yeah, exactly. So, um, like, she had, like, pamphlets of, like, rape and oh. abuse, physical abuse. And, like, when the police went to go search for the guy's dick, they found pamphlets that Dang. she had that were like pamphlets talking about rape and like spouse abuse. Damn. Yeah. Um, so that's a, like, it was a great, it's a great 
it's like a very interesting uh documentary um also i need to watch a lot of people in the like twitter sphere and like just like pop culture right now is the michael jackson documentary oh, heard about this? finding neverland yeah leaving neverland now that is a controversial God topic right damn. there damn <laughs> that is every like true crime community i'm involved with is mm-hmm. in a heated debate about mm-hmm. that documentary right there yeah what i do you like guys think i haven't seen it but i've heard people talking about it on different podcasts my my opinion is like if there's this much talk about it there obviously was something going on. I guess, like, I grew up knowing that Michael Jackson was a predator. Mm-hmm. So, like, same. The, the the documentary out about it, I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. But, like, I also don't even really know why I believe he was always a predator. Exactly. everyone said it. So I, But I also know the documentary, from, like, a film standpoint, is very, very, very biased. Mm-hmm. And so I know it doesn't really – I mean, the narrative is – is exactly what they wanted to be like oh i'm gonna show him portray him as a predator yeah so that's my narrative I, I feel like yeah it's probably happened but who cares i just like like go watch that podcast if you if you don't know that exists like you, go watch did it did you watch it no i haven't watched I haven't it watched so it i don't want to say much about it. i just want to say like i need to watch that that's on my watch list mine too like, true crime watch list totally yeah. Anything else for your sex life? Um, yeah. So like, I went on a date on Friday. That was fun. Oh, you did with who? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say. I just don't want to say names. But okay. it, it was fun. It I'll was call like him a, Bobby. It's very casual, Bobby. It's very casual. And then I'm gonna go on a, a what do you call it? Another date on tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. So we're gonna go on a date tomorrow morning. Um, Breakfast date, fun. Yeah, we're going on a brunch date. It'll be fun. We're that going is... to Piper Down, but then I realized that tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day, and oh, Piper Down my... is an Irish pub. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> you're fucked, Gordon. So I literally told him, I was like, lol, we might go somewhere else, but we'll, we'll try it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's fun. That's so fun. Um, I don't know. Like, other than that, like, nothing much we're on. We're watching Marvel, like... I live with Bakes and I live with Chris and we're we're just watching the Marvel Universe movies to catch up. Fun. And just like I really realized that like all of the movies before Guardians of the Galaxy are pretty much like relatively shit. But so much better than DC. Yeah, like they're not they're not they're really not bad. They're not bad. They're just like good or okay movies before a Guardians but like Avengers two, all like the first two Thors, the first two Captain Americas, they're really not that great. They're not bad. Yeah, they're especially the best like for the Captain Americas movies. are actually semi good. Yeah. But like Mar, like Guardians, I was like, okay, this is a good movie. And then since then, it's been like Civil War's great. Yeah. Um, Thor three is great. Ragnarok is awesome. And then like Infinity War is like one of the best mashup movie feats ever. Like, yeah. I fucking love it. But it's just, like, the old ones are, like, meh, they're yeah. sort of shitty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Relatively. but, you know, they're better than DC. True. Oh, my God. I've, like, barely even watched those. Marvel, like, they shit. nailed it for the time True. period, too. Oh, totally. Like, you know, when the first Captain America movie came out, like, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Which was five years ago, six years ago. Uh-huh. But um, definitely, I agree. After Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians of the Galaxy is what let Marvel realize they could have fun with the movies. True, yeah. And so then as soon as they start like, having fun. Like, we understand what superheroes are. Let's have fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. going to take we're gonna take Iron Man seriously no matter what you do. Let's have fun with it. Yeah, We're yeah. going to take Thor seriously or Captain and, America. And again, y'all, I went on a Mormon mission but for 2010 and 11 and half of 12. So, like, I saw, I saw Iron Man and then I was MIA for, like, until 
I literally came back like the day I came back from my mission in Chile for the Mormon church. We literally went and saw Avengers in, in theaters. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron, was it probably? No, no, no. The first Avengers. What? Like the one with Loki in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I literally came back and that was in theaters. Flashback. Yeah. That had like come out two days ago fun. when I came back. Yeah. So Avengers movies are fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Just, they're so but much I better just, than like, DC. I saw them again, and I really like, especially the first Thor. I remembered that being a really good movie, but then we saw it again, and I was like, "This is sort of shit compared to Thor three, like Thor oh, Ragnarok." Yeah. It, I saw. It, yeah. Do you know? I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a Thor movie, ever. Oh really? Like one, and oh. I love Chris Hemsworth because I think he's so hot. Oh, Thor one's like. Good to see. And I love Two Amy Adams. R- random as shit. Oh, wait. No, it's not Amy Adams. No, no, no. It's, it's Natalie uh, Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Amy Adams is Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor girl. Amy Adams is there's more than Superman. Girl, get out. Get out of that. You're better. Because Amy Adams is. <laughs> She's like one of the best God actresses ever. In Arrival. Come oh, on. my God. Fuck no. you, the Academy, for not giving her an Oscar right? for like, Arrival. Just even mentioning her. And be like, we're giving a special Academy Award just for Amy Adams. Because she deserves it. She's like, like the next Leonardo DiCaprio. We're not even opening an envelope. She just gets, a, she totally. just gets an award. <laughs> well, my sex life has been very awesome. Jordan nice. and I had a wonderful ball slappy sex earlier tonight. Yeah. Oh, I saw the clothes on the yes. floor. Yes, Corey walked into her house with clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, ignore. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're good. And other than that, Simone and I are very attached to each other because of Toulouse's death. Yes. Um, but other than that, everything's been okay. Not not wonderful or great, but okay. Better, yeah, but yeah. definitely better. Each week is getting a little bit better and nice, easier. Nice. So I don't want to kill myself anymore. It's a big progress. Oh, Corey got a car, everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. We already said that. Yeah. I'm loving it, y'all. Like every day, I'm like, I'm driving. And I'm not worrying about driving. Yeah. <laughs> My car breaking down. So life's getting better. Life's yeah. For me, life's great. For me, life's okay. Oh, good. And life's getting better for Chandler. We're great. Um, also, like, just, like, heads up for everybody who's, like, horror fans listening to this. So, y'all, like, I am fucking motherfucking excited. So, let me go over, like, four horror movies really quick. Do it. So, there's one called Wounds with Army Hammer. Ooh. Do, we know who Ar- do you know who Army Duh, Hammer is? Duh, call me by my name. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. So, yeah, call me by my name. He is the, like, lover, love interest. He's, like, the total, like, quintessential white boy look guy he's so hot um he's also in um the social network he's the Winklevoss <gasps> twins oh yeah but it's just one guy there's no twins so they just like digitally projected his face because hollywood fun fact also he was recently in the sex one that was by oh, the, the base ginsburg the yeah ruth ginsburg it was like the dramatization of her life okay yeah on yeah. the basis of sex yeah on the basis of yeah. sex of she's course. the he's the fucking gq husband the entire fucking time god yes, damn so fucking hot Yes. Um, so that's Wounds. Um, and then also The Hole in the Ground. The Hole in the Ground was re- recently released like two or three weeks ago. And then Wounds comes out in the next like month. But they're both limited release and we live in Utah. So we won't we'll be able to see it. it, which sucks ass because we live in the worst place ever. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. We're going to roll past um, it. Also Us by it's Jordan Pele comes out next week on my birthday. When you say Pele, isn't it Peel? Because it's King Oh, you're probably Peel. right. I'm just stupid. It's Peel, isn't it's it? It's Peel. You're probably right. I'm just stupid. Because their Comedy Central sketch, Key and Peel, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, Key and Peel. Yeah, you're 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 right. I'm just stupid. No, you're um, not. You're and then there's Pet Cemetery and La Llorona. <gasps> Pet Cemetery in April. La Llorona and Pet Cemetery. Well, they drunk. both come out in April. I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, so those will be wide releases, and also Us is wide release. 
those of y'all in like big cities like Chicago or LA or Houston. New York or maybe Houston, um, y'all will see Wounds comes out recently and then The Hole in the Ground has already come out. So like go fucking see it if you can see it because like you chose to live in a cool city. And what it, it's called Los Hermanos. What is uh, it called? La Llorona. Okay. Yeah. So in English it looks like La Llorona. Um, for those of you guys wondering, James Wand is behind that film, and he is who yes, he's the producer of. Uh, he also created Conjuring One and Conjuring Two. Yes, and, and Insidious. Insidious and Saw and Saw. Yeah. So definitely, obvi- I mean, those are some of the biggest horror films to come no, out. No, he is like he is literally the modern like the modern director of horror. Yeah, he's like the. Uh, he is equivalent to Wes Craven. Yes, Wes Craven. Yeah, That's yeah. the name I was thinking of. Yeah. So definitely go watch it because it's gonna be fucking mind. The modern equivalent too. We're going to yeah. take pictures of the movie theater when Corona goes. Yeah, La Llorona will be great. It looks creepy. The Hole in the Ground is really, like, is crazy. It's literally just about this um, this woman and her son. They find a hole in their, like, backyard. It's semi-backyard. It's just, like, their property. They Ew. find a hole in it. And they start dropping stuff down. And they realize it's endless. And Ew. there's, like, a shot that's positioned where the woman loses sight of her son Ew. and then she freaks out and turns around and the son is in a different spot, but he's like, what? <gasps> and then it's the rest of the movie Fact is her that. being like, that's not my son anymore. Ew. Yeah. Isn't that creep? That's so, it's so Ew. creepy. Ugh. Ugh. Um, and then wounds is about army hammer being hot as fuck. And it's like him and his wife. Um, he is a bartender in Louisiana and they're dealing with some like supernatural shit. I don't really know. I didn't read the synopsis or anything like that. But yeah, lots of good horror movies coming. I'm just excited, yeah, because like the next, like if especially if like Wounds and the Hole in the Ground come out on video on demand, like I want to watch those as ASAP. But then Us and this uh, Pet Cemetery and La Llorona come, all three of those come out in the next like four weeks. I'm so excited. So fuck yeah, yeah. Well, I love tonight. Tonight was so fun. Yes, I think our podcast episode is great. Mm-hmm. We were very drunk, both of us. Yes. And that and we have horror movies coming out. Everything's good right now. Yeah. Everything's so much better than three episodes ago. <laughs> uh-huh. But not thank oh you. Oh my for- god, yeah. Three episodes ago I was like, we're depressed. <laughs> yeah, three episodes ago I wanted to kill myself. And now I wanna kill myself like uh-huh. three days out of but the week. But y'all, spring's coming, spring's the sun's here. out, fuck winter. Yeah, Corey's it's birthday's over. is Friday again. Yeah. Leave us a review. And that begins the fun times. Exactly. Yeah. And we love you guys. And I guess our biggest question to you guys is Anyways. How's your sex life? Bye, guys. Have a good week. See you next Monday. Bye. Love you guys.